Hey guys, this is Kaijin Hunter, and you're listening to the Third Fleet Podcast instead of playing Monster Hunter Rise. So, first off, thank you for being insane. And second, I hope you come and enjoy yourself, because now both of us are well over 100 hours in the game, and we have tons of stuff to talk about. Rurikan, how are you doing today? I am doing, yeah, tonight, very late night. I am doing (laughs) fantastic. Monster Hunter continues to be extremely addicting, but I should tell you that I think you're a little bit wrong because what I tend to hear from people is that they listen to the podcast while they play Monster Hunter. Oh, that's like 4D chess. <laughs> yeah, it's because, you know, this is mostly an audio experience, even though there's my face in there just for people to, you know, whatever, look at. But it's people tend to listen to it while they're playing. Most of the time that I read the comments, I was like, oh, this is perfect for me to go play and listen to right now and whatnot. So what you're saying is we should we should get sound bites from the game where the hunters are like, watch out, something's coming, and like just yeah. randomly play it, and then people will be freaking out, like, wait, wait, what? We should just start making random noises like impact noises or random roars and stuff, and people will be like, what? Where's that sound coming from? <laughs> but um, but before we get too deep into the podcast, uh, we're gonna warn you guys once again: this is still a spoiler-free zone. We're not gonna be talking about anything that wasn't like a part of the official trailers. We're mostly gonna be talking yeah. about mechanics and general opinions about stuff. Uh, we'll wait uh, a while longer so that people have enough time to play through the game because, like me and Gaijin have stated. Is like you should enjoy this game at your at a leisurely pace. You should not like burn through the whole thing. It's like gotta go fast before people start spoiling me, because you know. And unfortunately, that is a reality that has happened. Uh, the the whole thing around spoiler culture. Like I've seen a bunch of thumbnails very closely around launch of like you know images of final bosses and stuff like that. And I think that stuff kind of sucks. But uh, you know, we're we're not gonna be doing that here. So. You're in a safe environment. You can relax and all of yeah, that like, jazz. It would be interesting, though. I, would, I wouldn't I would mind if we asked and did a poll. I am kind of curious if people are interested if we do one day a 100% spoiler podcast. We're just one podcast where we go and we, we go crazy talking about our thoughts about uh, endgame stuff and, and all that kind of story or whatever. So not like meant for people who have already beaten the game. I fun. will um I will do a poll on that to see if people are ready for it or if they would rather wait a little yeah, bit longer. Might be, it might be a little, might be early, but yeah, but I, I'll definitely do a poll on that and uh, based on the results, we will. But if we do make a spoiler like podcast, oh we'll man, sure we will heavily it. tag it and all of that stuff, and there will be no thumbnail spoilers or anything yes. of that nature. Like you're you're, you're safe completely here. safe here is is where we're getting at. But um, safe zone. How are you doing, Gadgen? So it's been uh, two weeks since the release of Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> How only two weeks? It's only two weeks. They seem like they flew by because I'm I'm still playing just as much, if not more. Like at this point, I have two save files because I played through the game twice on account of the fact that you know I didn't want it to just boot up my my first stream and be like, "Hey guys, my character's fully leveled up. I'm all good to go." <laughs> So I I played one character and I played it all the way up until six stars. And then when I got the six stars, I said, okay, guys, now I'm going to swap back to my main character to show you these final fights um, because I need, I actually need these materials on my character. And I want, I don't want to be grinding. So so is one of your saves your main? Like, do you now no longer touch one of them? Yes, yes, yes. One of my saves is definitely my main. 
which is the the one that I played first. That is my main. It's gonna save. be it's gonna be like an episode of like the Twilight Zone. You're gonna come back and your other character has, would have slaughtered your main save and. <laughs> And every time you delete his save file, he comes back. It's like, I'm not leaving you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, on, on my main save, I think I have like 180 hours now. And on Damn. the second save, it's like 30 something hours or something along those lines. Whips out the calculator. Damn. <laughs> yeah. people with, you people with early access, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I played a lot. Like I I said, pe- people actually um, criticized me a lot through the fact that I put out a review on you know on the embargo, right? Because yeah. I play the game, and people are like Rurikon says, take your time playing the game. Also, Rurikon plays through the whole game in like two days, and I'm like, no, it was not two days. <laughs> it was over a hundred hours of game time before I reviewed it. Yeah, like I took my sweet time with it. I'll tell you that right now, and it's. I'm telling it's, you the the. Go ahead. The frustration, the frustration of daily life is starting to kick in. Yeah. We had uh, spring. We had spring vacation, and Yuna and I spent it like you would dream. You want to spend your spring vacation in your pajamas all day long, lounging out, ordering pizza, playing video games until two in the morning. We had a ball. Uh, I took an entire week and a half off work. And we just we we just lived the dream. Um, did the cafe on cafe and all that kind of stuff. And so we're at like a hundred five hours now in the game. But now real life has started to kick in. She started school yesterday, um, and she's just started middle school. So you know, and I've got work, and we've got a you know responsibilities coming back and knocking yeah. on the door. And now it's like we only get like three hours maybe to hunt a day. It's like I can't handle this. I need the weekend now. Yeah. And uh, and the, and the, those it's three rough. hours are already like eating into your sleeping schedules. I would imagine. Oh right? yeah. yeah, oh yeah. That that but, that is oh. rough. <laughs> it's rough. So, but the weekend is upon us uh, starting tomorrow. So, I'm looking forward to getting in some more mm-hmm. hunting. But basically, you're still enjoying it just as much as when you first oh, started yeah. playing. Like you don't see yourself slowing down at any point. Me personally, no. You know, a little bit. Um, in a, in an interesting because I I love the grind, yeah. Obviously, so, um, and she does as well. But I think she's also coming off of a fantastic month and a half of Iceborne, and yeah. So she has moments of missing it. So she was she was actually playing Iceborne last night while I was playing Rise. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she missed it, and she was ha- well. She she also misses having heavy bow guns that just destroy everything by the press of a button. So. She's like, oh, yeah. I can't Where's... wait. I can't wait for master rank and rise, and I'm gonna make some heavy bow guns. It's gonna be so much <laughs> oh, fun. No. She's a bow gun main. No, <laughs> what have you done, but the... Gaijin? No, but she, you know, she loves Zenojiva, and and she did some Zora. Like she loves those monsters, so she went to play with them last night while I was grinding for uh, some stuff in Rise. So um, it's good that she gets some variety and stuff, and we're both just highly anticipating the the update at the end of this month which is only like three weeks away or something that's crazy yeah we're we're getting that update uh i actually i actually think that i made a mistake because i thought that the next update was going to bring the you know the actual ending but that apparently is going to be on 3.0 on 3.0 right yeah, 3.0, which which excites me more. I mean, some people, I could see where some people have mixed feelings about it, but to me, it's exciting as hell because 
it just tells me like there's a roadmap, right? It's like, we've got everything going now. We're as far as we are. And we're having lots of fun making decorations because we can. Because we can craft decorations. Because yes. we can. And there's like a little grocery list. Like I was talking about in all my past videos. I got my grocery list of I want this. I want that. I want two of those decos. I need five of this, six of that. I'm going to fight this monster, break his ears, break his back. Like it's great. Um, we're, we're crafting all that and getting ready for the next update, which is the HR cap break. Um, and then it sounds, and I don't know this for any fact at all, but. It sounds like the DLC monsters that are coming are all going to be ones that unlock at certain hunter rank caps. So it sounds like we're going to have some quests that will break the cap. And then maybe, I don't know, like HR 25 will have Camellios. Maybe HR 30 will have the Apex Rathalos. I don't know how it's going to work, but it sounds like the traditional sort of, you know, yeah. the drip of all those monsters. That's what's coming. And so when you tell me that the the true ending, you know, like or the additional ending, however you want to phrase it, is coming at even a later date, that makes me think that this last boss or whatever it's going to be is going to be something like Fatalis. It's going to be something like, it's not going to be Fatalis, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like the, yeah, yeah, it's going to be something scale on because, the scale of Fatalis, yeah. Because they are assuming then that users have gone through all this content, which is exciting. And, I like that idea. And that is is also exciting because, you know, there's a lot of monsters, that, a lot of monsters that will lead up to this... Uh, to this point right there's still a Finale lot of monsters along along the way which is uh yeah it's pretty cool I, I actually haven't even finished all of the quests which is almost like blasphemy for me because i've had enough time to finish all the quests but i'm just having so much fun grinding for the mm -hmm. different sets that i'm working on and whatnot and i also have like this um this secondary objective now that i'm working towards just like i'm gonna craft all of the gun lances, even the bad ones. I'm just gonna craft yeah, all yeah, yeah. of them because I just like. Gun I was gonna say so I've been much. noticing. I've been noticing a lot of people doing that. I know, like Tech Lancer, who is a Japanese lancer who I really like. He's made all the lances, and I saw someone who made all the horns, and like everyone's making. I think it's like thirty something, and so people are making all of them, and I think that's a really great idea because, as we were talking about before, it seems like those weapon trees might get expanded upon in updates, which oh, means they're they're definitely yeah, getting expanded. They're definitely getting expanded. I mean, there's a big question mark there. <laughs> there's no way that's not that question mark can't be there forever. So those trees would, are going to get it, expanded. You can, can only get so Japanese. I imagine we'll have like the little hunter peel it down. Like, let's see what's coming next. She peel it down like a TV show. Oh man, but uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been really cool, and I'm starting to now branch out uh, finally into different weapons. I've been playing uh, a lot of Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield is incredibly fun i freaking love it it's again it's one of those situations that uh you know I've, I've told you this is the best iteration of the gunlance ever there is one problem oh, that, I, that i've said which is like there's only three gun lances with max shelling which kind of sucks uh we yeah. obviously i want to have more so that i can have different options of gun lances but other than that in terms of moveset in terms of switch skills this is the best iteration i've ever seen of the gunlance and then i start playing the sword and shield and i'm like this, this is, is the best, the best, best iteration of the Sword and Shield <laughs> I've ever played. And it's just like, it, it almost seems like you keep going like that. Uh, now I'm starting to play uh, the Charge Blade, which is the, the last guide that I put out uh, in my channel. And the Charge Blade, I'm still a little bit unsure because the Charge Blade still feels kind of weird. It's almost like they nerfed certain aspects of the Charge Blade to get you to use some of the new skills. Like, I never had to use a Veda extender on charge blade. I never felt the need. 
But in Rise, I was like, no, I got to use the Veda Extender because otherwise I can't move while I'm in Axe mode. And then on top of it, I got to use Rapid Morph because otherwise it feels like the morphing of the weapon is too slow. And just having those two things, it made the weapon a lot more faster and a lot more nimble. And I'm like, okay, now I can dance with it. Now I can move around and do stuff and feels good. And I've started playing with it. And you know how Chris uh, was telling us on that other episode about the the saw blade mode have you tried that yet no Dude, I you got, I haven't tried it but I've seen it. you gotta try it it's so it's so sad <laughs> you really just like carve into the monster and you just <laughs> it just feels so good it's like <laughs> you're actually sawing it through and it feels friggin amazing i love it uh, i think it's a lot of fun but i should even, try to get you to try that out i think she would like it even more than that, that um, axe hopper switch skill that they gave to the to the weapon. So I was editing my. I don't know how this happened. It, it's something really weird that must have occurred. But I was editing the guide video, and apparently I pulled off an 801 damage axe hopper, and I have no <laughs> idea how I did that. I just like I randomly axe hopped on top of the mecha tetranodon. I don't know if maybe I hit the little palico on top of it or something. And that's why it took so much damage. But I was like, there's 801 damage off of this one hit. It's not even a wake-up hit. Like, what the hell just happened? It's insane. But, uh, yeah. Well, the, what's what's interesting is I did find out through some testing that the head of the Tetranodon uh, mechanic is 100% hit zone. And it's but, 30% for element. But I definitely did not hit the head. Like, I hit the, hmm. the little palico on top of the head. I don't know if that is a different thing. Like I maybe maybe I just killed that poor little palico that was on top of it. It was like operating the machine. He's like, no, don't hit me. And I'm like, plack, done. But it's it's been fantastic experimenting with that stuff. Uh and the and the next weapon that I'm setting my sights on is the the lance. I'm doing all of the shield weapons uh, in one go. You're finally coming home. Coming home to Lance, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't really I, say I, I just started home. I just started Lance yesterday, actually. Have you played with it? And then you, you've been playing with it, right? With the lance. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yesterday I was using lance. How do you feel about the the charge sweep thing? It's interesting, actually, because I wasn't using it for the first few hunts because it's just not in my muscle yeah. memory. And then when I started using it, I I noticed a huge improvement in my hunting times and staggers. Like a huge improvement. And so then I started working it in where I don't like the idea of having it being my bread and butter combo. Yeah. But I do like I do like having always in the back of my mind, if I do two pokes and it looks like I've got room for the third, I'll do the swipe instead. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it just does more damage and then I can get a flinch. Um and I'm falling in love with that um silkbind move where you do like two dashes, like one one way and one back the other way. It's so good. I haven't I haven't used um, that that move yet because uh, I was I, I just literally started using the lance today and I wanted to use that move but I then swapped the set around and I made a mistake and then when I jumped to the hunt I'm like oh I actually am just using the default switch skills now oops but you also yeah. get you also get like the uh, adept guard thing that you used to have back in Generations Ultimate right. Yeah, and so that I only tried it out a few times, and I think I was like, okay, well, I think this needs to that'll for me it'll be very specific monsters I might use it on, um, like Narga, Kuga, or someone. But I think in general, the the timing is pretty tight. Yeah. Um, 
that I think, yeah, I don't know. It's been too early for me to really give any judgment, um, but I wasn't feeling it as much as I was back in Generations. Maybe because I played so much Adept Lands that maybe I'm just sick of it. And uh, maybe I'm just excited to get back to, you know, the simplicity of guarding and countering. This countering still feels just as good as it's always felt. So Yep. Countering um, is but good. But the damage output is interesting because, like, it's the lance, right? So you know that your damage output is pretty much the same every time, right? It's triple poking. But I never really played a lot of lance in World and Iceborne, so it never really occurred to me that seeing the same damage number every single time mentally is a little... It feels a little bad because you keep seeing yeah. 39, 39, 41, 39, 39, 41, 39, 39, 40, and you're kind of like, I want to do more damage, but I'm hitting the head of the monster, and you've got different choices. you got offensive guard you can trigger, you can do the the, the anchor rage, or oh, not the anchor rage, but the other one. Um, uh, it is anchor rage. Or yeah, the, the, the counter and stuff, and those feel yeah. really good. Um, and but at least now we have the charge wide sweep, and you hit that, and it's like 150, and you're like, okay, there we go, baby. Yeah, that, <laughs> like it gives you a little bit of variety in that combo, but yeah, I, it's I'm, it's weird because it doesn't flow as well for me because I did play a, a bit of Lance back in in World and Iceborne, and it just became so ingrained in my head to like poke, 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 counter, poke, 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 yeah. counter that I pick up the Lance and I'm like, poke, poke sweep what no i want to do poke yeah, poke poke very different. <laughs> I, and you, I, you can still poke 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 which is yeah. great which i'm very happy about and it works really well i almost wish there was like a switch skill to replace the wide sweep with something more natural like i've heard people talk about the uh what was it like some kind of a special oh thrust no that no you had. the triple one yeah uh you don't no, like because that wasn't option it wasn't optional so what my idea is they should make it where the third poke you can do charge you can charge the third poke yeah if you want to that would be per it would be perfect I th I think that would be a, a better alternative to the the sweep the, the sweep just feels very weird um to me still maybe I'll get used to it uh, and Lance mains out there if you guys are watching let us know in the comments how you feel about it because I'm very curious about that because. You remember how I asked people about the um, the great sword and the what was it called the the hunting edge? Yeah, yeah, everybody hates it. Now I, I haven't heard <laughs> a si I haven't heard a single person defend hunting edge. I think even uh, just yesterday I saw uh, Paradise from uh, Eric's Gaming just ask great sword mains. Why would you ever use this skill? Please tell me. <laughs> I don't think anyone is using hunting edge like I don't I don't get it. I I didn't like it when I played it in the demo and I don't think it's a worthwhile skill but you know uh, I yeah, I could Yuna, be wrong. Yuna there. and I both we we both made uh Narga great swords the other day. Um, Narga Narga weapons Narga weapons are apparently really popular because of the redonkulous amount of affinity they come with. Yeah, they, I think right now, and this is, you know, keep in mind, this is version 1.1. 1 .1. Um, so there's there's going to be like the, they're not the almighty, but in most cases, if you make like, the, they're kind of like the new flagship monsters. Like, if you make the weapon, you're, you're not going to be, it's a good choice. Like, it's generally probably one of the best weapons for most of them. Not all. Like, obviously, there's certain shield using an elemental one is going to be way better if you do it right. But if you're looking for a lazy choice, it's got 180 raw, it's got 40% uh, affinity, and it's got natural white. And if you do the calculations, it just ends up being near, if not the best, for most weapons. Uh, so it's a very lazy, easy choice. 
Yeah. Um, so we we made the greatsword one, and oh my god! So because she saw a clip of someone hunting, and she saw her first four digit number, and she's like, oh, "I want to do that." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's make greatsword." So we made greatswords, and we made sets, and she got her first four digit number, and she's just like, "That felt good." So, um, however, she does find doing the tackle during a charge. It's a little hard for her. I don't know if it's because her fingers are smaller, but she finds it a little awkward. Yeah, it's it's it takes some getting used to the 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 shoulder bash thing. It takes some getting used to, but um, but it felt good on the top adamant of, strong charge though. Oh, I haven't I haven't touched that yet at all. My, it's like you it's like the invincible gambit. You're literally just doing this little run forward, and it don't matter if you get hit. You're 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 pulling that move off, and it's it's a strong charge slash. You're just like boom. You can do it through roars. You can do it through moves. It's it's and it only takes one wire bug. It's so good. It's the the wire bug balancing sometimes seems uh, a little bit off. Like I'll I'll tell you from my experience with the gun lens. For instance, you have this um, hunter art, which is the hail cutter, the one that sends you up into the air, and then you reload the gun lens, and then you slam down, yeah. and it reduces the cooldown of wyvern fire. That thing costs two bugs, and doesn't really do much compared to the other art that we have because we have another art. That is, it's almost like the invincible gambit because, you know, monsters can't stop us. We barely even take damage. Like when the monsters go through, you barely even take damage. So you have this thing that you can go through roars, go through attacks, go through everything. And when you finish it, there's two paths that you can link to. You can link that into a full burst or a quick worm stake. And you can 180 degree turn. So you can shoot past the monster 100 degree turn, stab him in the ass. You can do all of these different things with this other move. And on top of it, after you do that, it buffs your shells. <laughs> so it does all of these amazing, and it only costs one bug. And then you have the hail cutter, yes, it costs two bugs. And I'm just like, I, I don't... I think the difference, I think the balancing was, they were looking at the moves that take two, and I think those are the ones they didn't want you to be able to do them in a row. I think yeah. they probably discovered if you were able to do them in a row, it kind of gets a little busted. So I think they just said, okay, make it make it double. I don't know. It's it's weird because then you also have the the case of the charge blade counter, which is just like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like the best counter in the game. You basically like cost one bug, it's instant, and it stays there for a long enough time that it's super forgiving, and it fills your files, and you can combo out of it, and it's just like it's like that well, commercial. You know but wait, there's more. There's it's more? just. It's it's gonna open the door once you start playing around with lance. Actually, it's it got me thinking about trying evade lancing again because there's no real need to have guard because the the anger rage only costs one wire bug. Yep. So you almost always have it available to do a counter, and it's much more powerful than a normal counter, and it buffs you. So it's like, why do I even waste my time with guard? Why don't I just put evasion and have that art, and I'm all good? I don't know. You, you. I think you'd probably also need a Vade extender because those hops are oh, yeah, minuscule. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, they're they're massive right now with the extender. So good. But the, so I haven't made, I haven't crafted the decos for that yet. But I want to see what happens when I do a full evasion, um, lance set. I want to see if that works because I, I am, love evade lancing. I am curious about something, um, which is the adept guard on the lance. Is that affected by guard? 
It shouldn't be no. That's the thing. So you should be so able if to do you, that without So if guard. you perfect parry, you don't even need guard. Correct. Is my wow. that's how it used to work. So um, I will have to say that I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's it's most likely like that. Yeah. And I saw that the lance now has a shield charge, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and it and it knocks stuff out really well. Dude, so I got I got the new meta that. is when you. Ha so the Lance always had an issue. It's like when you have a down monster, what is your best go to? You could just poke it, but it's like, it's a special moment. The monster's yeah. down. You want to do something different, right? You could do the charge, but then again, you're knocking all your teammates everywhere, which is never fun. Yep. So now you can do the shield charge and you just knock the shit out of the monsters. It is so fun. Ooh. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, I got I got to play around with that. Um, I was I was trying out... <laughs> Um, you, you, earlier you were talking about the the whole thing about um, lazy uh, choices and and weapons with the the whole Nargakuga yeah. thing. And have you taken a a good look at ramp up skills and weapons? I have, yeah. So I've been playing around with Brutal Strike a lot. Do you know which one that one mm. is? Um, it's the negative crit I... one. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it, it so procs, it's like it's it it's usually like, on I think thirty percent proc. I I don't know what the actual percentage is. I mean, but it's it's like, um, it's it's on most of the Gosarag and Anjanath weapons that come with negative affinity, and yeah. what happens is when you get the uh, negative affinity attack, there's a chance that it can actually become like a critical attack. And back in Generations Ultimate, I remember. You know, doing research on it, and people would say that this actually deals more damage than a regular critical attack. Oh yeah, no, it does double the damage. It did double, but double. it was like a, it was a smaller. It was like a third. It was back then. It was something like a. And I hope I'm not wrong. It was like a third chance. So it's not like it's going to activate all the time, or it was twenty five percent. But when it activated, it did double damage instead of seventy five percent. So so it ends up it ends up working out to pretty much. You know, give or take, because of Lady Luck, but it ends up working out to being like five percent increase, not even a decrease at that point. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I've actually been crafting a lot of those brutal strike weapons, and nice. I actually tested it out. Uh, and and here's what I did. Right, I did this for the sword and shield, and I just used the perfect rush attack because that's one of the hardest. I think that's actually the hardest hitting combo of the sword and shield right now. Um, and so what I did was I had one set that had critical element, uh, full elemental damage, and as much crit stuff as I could fit on it so that it would just like do as many crits as possible with critical element. The one thing it didn't have was critical boost because it's like right now sets are still limited. You can't like get literally everything that you want. And, you know, you're not yeah. going to be doing maximum might on a sword and shield, particularly if you want to do perfect rush because it uses stamina, so it's not going to work. At least I don't think it would work. But anyways, so I made that set. And then the other set was just full Rathalos, which gives you attack boost seven, a brutal strike <laughs> weapon, and also maximum of the elemental damage for that weapon as well. And I put them side by side, and the differences were negligible. I, I did like a hundred hits of, of of damage just to test it out, and I think that the the one with critical element came out just like a little bit ahead by like maybe twenty damage or something like that. Which at that point it's like okay, twenty damage, whatever. Yeah. And the brutal strike one was like, yes, yeah, this this is fine. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. I'll I'll just do yeah, brutal so, strike so, weapons. I, I'm looking at a video where a guy hit the training head 2,000 times 
and recorded all of it so he can figure out percentages. And so there's the there's the early rampage skill, which is like the dolling strike or something. Yes. Um, and it's like a weaker version of it. So that thing, I know that you can put it on some hammers and then you can actually keep that skill even though you upgrade it to another path. So yeah. there's ways to use older rampage skills. That one is less appealing because he, he found um, it triggers around 10% of the time. And what it does is it raises your attack by 1.2 times. Um, so it's like a 2% attack increase. It's overall. It's not huge. It's not bad, though. But the one that you're talking about, the Brutal Strike or whatever, yeah, he found after hitting the head 2,000 times, it activated it around 30 to 33%, so probably a third. And when it, when it hits, um, it does double the attack power uh, <laughs> when it does the minus. It's so so good. <laughs> So it's actually like it, it it actually gives you an alternative to the usual affinity meta that we tend to get with, you know, critical eye, weakness exploit, yeah, so the, the way boost. The way he worked it out was that if it triggered at 30%, then what it means is that your attack power, you're going to be getting 90% of that. Where I think the other, uh, like if you had a lot of negative crit, it would you would calculate it lower because your attack power is really high. So it, it pretty much covers up all of that negative affinity it pretty much nullifies it in the in the long run yeah which and, I, and the I more you, and the more you can raise i kind of miss the the fact that we can't put on negative affinity that would have been nice yeah exactly that's what i want i was like can i can i lower this even more it, it's interesting Just, because you, during during worlds and, and and iceborne like i'd see a weapon with like negative 10 percent affinity that i'd be like trash don't even look at this thing. Don't even show this weapon to me. And on this one, I'm like, uh, only minus 15. Can we go a little bit low? Can we go like to minus 30? Can we, just give me minus affinity. Give me as least amount of affinity as possible. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you saw my video way back. This is God, almost two and a half years ago, three years ago. I did. Um, I used the weathered bow in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. It has minus 70 percent. Uh, oh my affinity. god. <laughs> And it's a spread level five. And so when you add it to the bitter, I think we were calling it bitter crit. And then it was 25%. It was 25% chance to do 200% damage. This thing was a beast. It was so good. And And so I ran that thing. You could use like uh, Bloodbath Diablo set with that stuff because it would improve it. Because I remember I also had a, also I still have one of those sets where I just have full bloodbath diablos and then like some kind of a necklace to help me out with something but it was just like slam 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 with the gunlands gunlands go slam that's so funny <laughs> it's freaking insane but yeah brutal strike is something that i've been playing with a lot which is in case you guys want to test it out for yourselves out there it, you can usually find it in anjanath weapons you can find it in um, Gossadog weapons. Like those are usually the two that have it, and in some cases Diablos also gets it, but not always. But that has been an interesting yeah, thing to play around with. The, the attack power on those Goss Harag weapons. He's like the new Akantor. It's like crazy. Yeah, like on my uh, on my charge blade figure, I'm just like Gossadog charge blade. Bam! It's just, it's just like, like so, I've I've actually been um, I've been tutoring a, a friend of mine. I've been getting him into um, into Monster Hunter Rise. It's his first Monster Hunter. I mean, I played a little bit with him in in World, but he was like, when he started playing World, it was that feeling of, you know, everybody's played this game, 
right? Because yeah. he, he came in kind of late. And I always say it's never too late. But for him, it was like everybody's played this game, and I want to play this on a console because he was playing on PC and he only has a Switch. He's like, I want to play this on a console on my couch with a controller, just like complete lazy mode and just relaxing. And I'm like, okay, dude, when Rise comes out, we're playing Rise. So Rise comes out, I start teaching him about the game, showing him the weapons and stuff. Imagine which weapon he picked for his main. Longsword. He did. He did pick the longsword. I was so disappointed. I was like, why would you do this to me? But here's the thing. He's really (laughs) frigging good with it. Like he's really free. He's he's landing those yai counters like nobody's business. It's like ching. I see it all the time when I'm playing with him. It's like ching counter, <laughs> ching counter, ching counter. It was like Jesus Christ, dude's landing counters left, right, and center. So he's not one of those people that picked up the long sword and then just like ignored the move set. No, he's been mastering it. He's got like quick sheath and everything to get all this stuff like super fast. So it's been really interesting seeing his like development through the game and you know someone who's new to monster hunter i i kind of half expected him to like you know he's going to get to the end he's going to beat the final boss or whatever and then he's going to be like okay i'm done with the game i'm going to wait for the monster to come out no he's like min maxing sets and stuff and he hasn't changed weapons he's just still min maxing his long so he's like oh i gotta i gotta melt this charm i gotta get a weakness exploit three charm and i'm just like oh my god and so earlier today I was playing with him and um, he needed something from an Anjanath and oh my god the things we did to this high rank Anjanath <laughs> I, I felt sorry for it so there, there was this one point where the Anjanath like um, I mounted it and there, there are those areas in the lava caverns that are traps like it, by the oh, way yeah. people if you ever see something in the lava caverns that looks like some kind of a fart symbol on your map well, it's, a, it's like a clot of lava or, or water. Yeah, but yeah. like on the map, it almost looks like a fart symbol, right? So <laughs> you, you see those symbols and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, cause I remember looking smash at those it. and I was always wondering, what the hell is this? This is something for you to smash monsters into. So I run into this corner that there's like a lava thing there. And I just smash the Anjanath into that. 900 damage, Anjanath falls down. And we start going to work on him. Anjanath gets up, and I'm like, Axe Hopper to the face. Boom, KO. He gets up, Axe Hopper to the face again. Boom, KO. We KO'd him like four times in a row. KO'd or staggered, whatever you want to call him. But basically, his damage and the KO potential of the charge blade, it was just, this dude like would get up, fall down, get up, fall down. Get At some point, we were like, dude, stop. We need to capture it for the gem or whatever it was that he needed. We got to stop. We're going to kill it by mistake. <laughs> oh man that sounds like you raised a good hunter oh yeah yeah yeah. he's uh he's just like going wild and he's 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 saying that the next weapon he's gonna do is probably gonna be sword and shield he's already planning out the next weapons that he wants to do and stuff and we've been doing some uh some rampages which initially he didn't like at all and now he's kind of enjoying them a little bit more so yeah i also put out a, a guide for rampages because uh I think a lot of the reasons why people don't like them is because they're overwhelmed by the mechanics because it can yeah. be a very overwhelming mode when you're in the middle of a rampage and there's just like five monsters barreling through the thing. So I'm, I'm curious in your thoughts because mine and Yuna's thoughts at this point 
is that Rampage is like baby easy mode. Like I don't even know oh, yeah. how you could fail a Rampage. It's super easy and it's an easy way to get materials in it. We actually enjoy it quite a bit because like you said, it's it's like a playground where you're just smacking stuff around. But once yeah, you start to get used to it, it becomes like you almost start to look at the monsters more as just little targets to, to play with and less mo- like monsters. And I guess the more you do it, the better you get. So we're like, okay, let's lure them all over and we're going to shish kebab them over at the Dragonator. And yeah, Yuna's it's... in the back like shoving the, the current so she can do the big like uh, attacks. She's like feeding the, the coals and boom, 8,000 damage. And we're like, oh my gosh. And then she's, everyone charge up your cannons. We all shoot and like all five monsters get Thunder Blight and KO'd at the same time. And it's just like, oh my God, this is a massacre. Particularly if you're if you're playing with four players, which seems like it is what you are doing, then I, I can't because I've I've barely touched it with four players. I've most of the game I've played with only two players because I think that is yeah. where the game is at its best. With two players, I think it's really where Rise is at its best. Uh, so I can't even begin to imagine if there's four players on a rampage, they'll you'll just oh, like great. shred everything. Just yeah, like, yeah, no, I love it. That's the one point where I think the mayhem, it works in your favor. Yeah. Because there's everybody can find their own role and do whatever the heck they want because there's so much going on. You're just kind of like, okay, um, I'm just going to grab this uh, ballista and start stunning stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know? But even even in solo, like, I've initially the, the first couple of ones that I did, I was like, oh, this is super overwhelming. I have no idea what the hell is going on, what I'm doing. But. After I got used to it, I was like, this is mega easy. I, I never failed a single Rampage, even solo. I just never failed them. And that's not yeah. bragging, because some people see like, oh, look at Rurikon Brag. It's, it's not well, bragging. I, I don't they're think they easy. Made, yeah. They're just easy. That's the thing. Yeah, so. they're, they're not. They're, they're, it's more of an event thing. They're not making it to be challenging, at least right now. Yeah. What I am curious about, though, is the Apex monsters. Those guys are only... They're challenging in the fact that in a rampage you can cart as much as you want, right? And you've got all these cannons and ballistae and counter signals. I want to face one of those suckers one on one. Yeah. Regular quest, three couch. I think that's going to be a heck of a challenge. Yeah, that's that's also one of the most requested things that I've seen throughout comment mm-hmm. sections is people saying like they they gotta let us fight the apexes outside. I'm sure. I'm sure they the will. I'm assuming that's what the event quests are going to be. That's my assumption, is that we'll get event quests that will come. And they did state event quests are not timed. Once they're come, they'll always be there. I imagine we're going to be able to fight the Apexes. Yeah. It's going to be really challenging. I definitely hope so, because I don't want to just fight them in the Rampage. I want to actually do the dance against them, because some of them are just just like crazy stuff that happens when those Apexes come around. So... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm very it's curious for actually facing off against those and uh, and and, and I think, I think you get to wipe the floor with us, yeah. Yep that that's gonna be the the real challenge because up up until now, like I haven't really felt too challenged in in Rise, but that, I think it's normal because of it being a base game. The uh, the village yeah, we already talked the the village we already talked about how the village is extremely easy, which again. You know, the the more I think about it, even though for veteran players it kind of sucks that the village is that easy because you just go in there and you just like beast mode through it. It's not even a challenge. But for newcomers, it's ideal because you don't have to, to like spend hours upon hours of research learning your weapon. You just like you take your weapon, you go to the village and you just slash around on a monster until you kind of like figure it out. 
and then it's a good intro yeah yeah it's it's good for for the intro for people that test it out and whatnot what other weapons have you played so far so i've played a lot of switch axe and i yeah. mean a lot of switch axe that's been my main one i've also played a lot of light bow gun that narga light bow gun is just too good what uh, what um, type of ammo is that one uh, Pierce Rapid Level Two, Pierce Rapid Level One, but also mm. does, it also does Trank as well. Uh, so you can par- you can paralyze. It's just it's ridiculous. It shoots, well, like fast recoil, very fast, everything when you when you suit it up right. It's just, it's the ultimate gluttonous set. It's just so easy to just walk around killing stuff. Mm. So it's fun. Um, yeah. So that light bow gun is is a guilty pleasure. I started playing Lance yesterday or so. Um, I've been using the Diablos Lance. It's really nice. That interesting. Um, that that's the one that I've crafted. So you're using Brutal Strike. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got um, what do you call it? Uh, what else did I make? I did some Insect Glaive. What's interesting is Yuna was an Insect Glaive main in Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. Mm-hmm. She's not feeling it yet in rise interesting she says she's she's got this muscle memory that's been developed because of iceborne yeah and the way that the way that your hunter jumps feels different like the trajectory the height everything feels different than it did in iceborne and so it right now it's just not gelling with her because it's just not what she remembers you know what that reminds me of it reminds me of my experience with charge blade because in world in base world charge blade was my most played weapon and then when I got mm. to Rise, I I just couldn't gel with it. I think that there might be one or two skills in there somewhere that will like fix that for her. Because that's what happened with me. The second I was like, Rapid Morph, Evade Extender, I'm into this. This Charge Blade yeah. works now. I can do work with this. But uh, yeah, you, you there is an adaptation period there. Some weapons feel more different than others. But So she ended up landing yeah. back on the bow, right? She's been doing a lot of light bowgun as well. She really enjoys that. Um, she's been playing the bow a lot. Ever since she got that jump up attack, oh my god. That thing is amazing. She said it saved the bow for her. Like, that makes the bow. That move alone. It, you jump in the air and you can do, like, three shots in the air and they're all, like, super powered. It's unbelievable. So she's been having tons of fun with that. Um, I've been playing Hunting Horn, of course. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited to one day get... There's there's a weapon I always use. No one else uses it, but I need the skills in order to use. I need protective polish and handicraft level five. The problem is, is handicraft level five is you can't get it on your armor unless you get a decorate um, a charm with it. Yeah. So I discovered the other day because Yuna got one that you can get handicraft level one on a, a charm. You can get more if than one. I think I think I have like handicraft two on one of my charms. It's crazy. So you have to do the random one, right? You can't do the other ones, the the random melding. Yeah. So I've been randomly melding, hoping to get it, because there's it's. You're gonna laugh when you hear the weapon, but I use this a lot in generations. Handicraft level five, Arzuros dual blades. I I don't they know are, what Arzuros dual blade is. It par- paralysis? No, it's it's flat out raw. These oh things have God. like two hundred. It, it it has 220 raw and it shoots up to a little bit of white if you have handicraft 5. <laughs> so the idea 
is that you use protective polish level three on these things. So you go, you sharpen for 90 seconds. You are just killing everything. How long, how long does protective polish last and, and rise? Level three is 90 seconds. I, I've never, I've never liked protective polish and it, it is one of those skills that you should use, uh, on the gun lance, but I would always be like, can I just get razor sharp instead? I hate yeah, the, yeah. having the, the sharpen the weapon. I just, I just don't like it. And, and then it's, so. it's like, it puts pressure on you. Cause like, okay, during these 90 seconds, you better attack the monster. Cause otherwise you're wasting your protective polish. So I've I've never liked that that particular skill. So I always try going for something else. And I know that in most sets it's meta, and during a large chunk of base world, protective polish for gunlance was definitely meta. And I was like, well, screw the meta. I'll play however the hell I please. <laughs> the hell with that. Yeah. But this is crazy. Two hundred twenty raw, a little bit of white, two level two slots. This weapon is crazy. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm looking gonna... at like I'm looking I'm looking at the calculations. I actually think it's got the highest potential raw output of every dual blade in the game, and it's usually like this, and no one ever uses it. Dual blades limited. are an elemental damage weapon. What are you doing, guy? I know. Stop I want cheating. to break. I you <laughs> screw the norm. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody building their elemental sets and guys just like nah man I'm again these are zeros raw damage dual blades and boom go <laughs> what's funny is looking at this the Japanese wiki they have listed like the expected power output where they calculate with handicraft level 5 the sharpness and the affinity what, what would be the expected output and I actually think the gun lance is like one of the highest in the entire game which are is zeros? the Diablos Gunlands. Oh, Diablos Gunlands, yeah. It's got a 250, lot. 250. It's got white at level 5. 250 with white is ridiculous. And only 10% affinity. And it's got spread level 4. 10% negative affinity. Yeah. That's and nuts. it's wide shelling level 4. Wide, that's the word, sorry. Yeah. But you get white sharpness with 250. That's 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 delicious. The thing is, the the hardest hitting moves of the gun lance, like if you actually want to go raw, if you want to go slap lance, are going to be the slams, and the slams are kind of useless for wide shelling. Because uh, wide shelling, you can do poke shell poke, or you can do like charge shells into worm steak or something like that. But yeah. So basically at that point, you're not even shelling. You're just like going straight up for raw. Because I, I was looking at yeah. it, and... I would have actually crafted the Diablos Gunlance if it had Brutal Strike, but it has Dulling mm. Strike instead. And I was dulling like, nope, strike, yeah, which is, nope, <laughs> screw that. Nah. You can keep that Dulling Strike. I don't want that. <laughs> I yeah, want so Brutal it's gonna be, Strike. It's going to be really fun to. It's going to be fun to mess around and find the hidden gems within the weapons. I think yeah. everyone's going to. There's going to. One of the weapons is going to happen. I know the Diablos Switch Axe is something I want to make tonight, because that is exhaust file it's powerful and it's got long green i want to ko monsters with that thing that'll be fun so i wanted to ask you about the switch axe because we both talked um we both talked a big game when the demo came out about the switch axe how it was one of the most impressive like changes that they had done to a weapon the weapon felt really good what happens in terms of invincible gambit versus the other one that I forget the name the the one where you jump up in the air yeah and yeah the, the soaring wyvern yeah the soaring wyvern so so for me it depends on the file type um, power file to me just takes too long to charge up to go into an amp state 
so the way that I've been running it is if I have a power file uh, on my switch axe, I'll do the condensed finisher, so it's the faster finisher, because that doesn't care if you're in amp state or not. It just ends fast and does a lot of damage. So you're basically sacrificing amp state and saying, I, if I get it, it's a bonus. If I don't, it's no big deal. And then I use Invincible Gambit with that because it's weird because some people use the power and they want to get into an amp state really bad because you do a lot of damage. But in my eyes, it's kind of like, well, just forget about it and just have fun. Just go whack and, you know. So mm -hmm. to me, Invincible Gambit, for me, I use on power. And when I'm using anything that's not a power, I'm always using the Soaring One because the Soaring One being done after a zero sum it's a game changer. You, you just can't go back. It's impossible to go back. I mean, you latch on the face, you boom, 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 boom. You, you blow up in the air and then you go straight back down and it's like an additional 300 damage. It's just like insane. Yeah, the Soaring Wyvern that you, feels very, very interesting. That being used with the other switch skill, which allows you to temporarily not consume any of your, your sword gauge, is just too good. You go into amp state and you're like... Ching! and then you just start going crazy on the monster it's just so good so i love them both but i definitely see uses for both also nothing is really quite as good as the invisible gambit when you just want to mount a monster really fast you just hit the button and you fly yeah. <laughs> it's like there you go and invincible gambit was was one of those things I, I specifically said dude invincible gambit is a friggin beast um i like it also yeah. I, I haven't tried it but i'm imagining that it's also going to be a fun move to wake up monsters with. I haven't tried it though because the, the bomb soaring? explosions. The I know the invincible gambit because I don't imagine that bombs would knock you out of it, right? Probably not. I think the only thing that knocks you out of moves like that is like a, an attack that does paralysis or stuns you. So like yeah, a yeah. kezu or something like that can kind of stun you out of it, but most other things you just seem to power right through. Yeah, but the Soaring Wyvern Strike is really powerful, but it has a learning curve. Like, if you don't know the distance that you go downward with that thing, you're going to miss it a lot. And if you miss it, you're just you're not going to have a very good time. So, learning curve for sure. But once you get it, oh, man, so good. So, it requires a, a significant amount of practice, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, you could certainly use Power File and use Amp State. I just i am not good at it yet. Like yeah. there's the finisher to the savage axe or the, the the axe chop combo that will help you boost it up as well. So there's like three or four different ways to really approach the weapon. It's quite versatile. I really like it. It almost feels like they, they've given it a, a bit more of a, almost like the Gunlance approach. Hey, here's these three shelling styles and all of these different things that you can do with them. Which is choose how you like to play it. Which is cool because that I've, I feel was one of the things that kept me playing my weapon throughout the whole thing is the fact that it kept staying fresh and it kept like, oh, you should try this new thing. You should try this other thing. And it's, it's pretty freaking crazy, the, the amount of stuff. Rapid Morph is so good. Once you go Rapid Morph 3, you can't go back. Dude, Rapid Morph on Charge Blade is friggin' insane. Like, you can charge the, the spinning thing so fast. Like, is otherwise you're sitting there like, okay, I'm going to start to spin my shield. Uh, okay, it's spinning now. Here we go. With the other <laughs> one, it's more like, <laughs> slash through everything. Brutally satisfying. It is really cool. And I don't even know how to do it properly yet uh, with, with the charge blade. Like, I feel like I still miss a lot of stuff. And I'll tell you what, despite the fact that that stuff clicked, I still don't like that advanced morphing thing i still don't like it like no. i see i see the potential 
But I almost feel like there's a, a bit of a problem with that skill, and that is that um, the timing of the inputs is really weird. So you need you need a lot of I feel like you're gonna need a lot of hours with the weapon to really nail down the timing because you know how you you want to do the thing and then you can press the A button and it's gonna go into the the double swing of the of the yeah. I don't remember it's axe element discharge two whatever the hell they call it but it's the one that uses one file but does two file explosions right that's what you want to do uh, immediately after you're doing that thing. So basically your first instinct is, okay, so I'm going to press ZL and X to go into the advancing, the, the morphing advance or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm going to start spamming A to do the attack that comes after, but you can't do that because it's not going to work. Hmm. You have to wait, particularly if you're in spinning axe mode thing, you have to wait until your hunter finishes the motion moving forward, pulls the weapon back, and then when the weapon is at a certain position... Then you press A and hold it down, and then he goes like. So you can't just like, it. It feels kind of weird, like and and this was told to me by someone who is a charge blade main, and doesn't play literally any other weapon in any of the Monster Hunter games. Basically, since the charge blade was introduced, he's just like I'm a charge blade main forever. That's all he plays. And he was the first one to tell me, like, there's something weird about the timing of the thing when it's actually spinning. And there's definitely something weird there. Like, I've missed out on a lot of attacks because I'll be like, okay, now I want to do this combo and I'll press the button. Then the game's just like, no, you pressed it too soon. You have to wait until it does something. And then you have to press the button at this exact time to get the thing to, to start spinning around and whatnot. It's it's a little bit weird. Requires uh, a lot more practice. And it makes me wonder if that is intentional on their part, if they're just like, no, we want this weapon to have a higher skill cap, or if there's just yeah. something there with the switch to the RE engine that maybe didn't translate as smoothly as they expected. Because a lot of this stuff felt smoother in world uh, with the charge blade than it doesn't rise. That's It's still a fantastically fun weapon, and you know, once you get those timings down, it feels great. But until you get those timings down, it feels awkward as hell yeah but uh you know i think with everything i think if we get used to the awkwardness it'll start to feel like home again so yeah but there's no weapon yet that i've touched that i don't absolutely love i mean everything has just been fantastic i i struggled a significant amount with charge blade dude i really did like i i had I to put t- in- i haven't touched it yet maybe that's why I, I had to put in a lot of hours before it started feeling good. But then it started feeling good and I started like experimenting and okay, now I'm doing axe hopper. Now I'm doing the the counter peak performance thing. And you know, there's 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 a lot of uh potential with the weapon for sure. And I think we're gonna see some really good runs with it, uh with the the pizza slicer and whatnot. People mm. going crazy with that stuff. So I So I've I've been meaning to ask you, you, you have played a little bit of Insect Glaive. What do you think about the new Kinsect system? It's different. And I will have to say that if I had a choice, I actually prefer the older systems. Wow. Which yeah. one which um, one though? Like world system or GU. for use? Okay, GU. For your GU kind of system. Because the new system's neat and there's some there's some very cool things that you can do with it. But I mean, for those who are listening who don't know, the Kinsect, you no longer level it up. Yeah. You just buy it and that's it. It's got its own level. And 
it adhe- its stats adhere to the level of your glaive. Of the glaive. So yeah. some glaives may have a, a lower kinsect level, but more raw, which means that you're not going to get as much speed out of it and stuff like that. So there's different types of kinsects. Um, obviously, you got severing and blunt across the board, and they all have different things. You've, if you want like fast kinsect, like what we're used to, that's it. That's what it does. It's fast. Like that's its its feature. Then you got ones that are like, it'll it's slow as shit, but it'll take two colors at once. So you hit the red, and it gives you red and orange at the same, or red and white at the same time. Yeah. You get white or or orange, it gives you both at the same time. But the trade off is that it's slow. Then you've got uh, some other types. Uh, then you got the fast charge ones, where you have a kinsect on your shoulder, and if you wait a second before you send it out, it does this awesome like spinny like combo attack against the monster when you send it out which is quite powerful interesting then you've got the triple then I, you've got all these different types right like some of them give a triple up boost some of them uh like have the powder where they'll auto attack some of the they're all different and it's it's just none of them feel quite at home yet for me even though i have played quite a bit of insect life so far i loved the um the assist ones the ones that, that's, that that's get what the I was two say. colors. Yeah. Because when you attack, they attack with, with you. you. It's it's re- yeah. I thought that was really cool. When I saw it the first time, I was like, wait, what? So you're like doing the, the tornado slash or whatever, and you can also change it you. to the te- tetra something slash. And the kinsect basically follows the movements of the insect wave. I thought that was really interesting. That was a really yeah. Cool so thing. that's what I have on my 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 glaive right now is assist. It's slow. The bug is slow, so I'm I'm looking forward to the eventual G rank master rank, and we get something that does both assist and it's pretty fast. But right now it's kind of slow, so you got to fight pretty close. Uh, but if you do, like you were saying, like all the combos, it's like right there with your glaive hitting as well, and it's it adds up pretty fast, and it's quite fun. So um, I'm having a hard time choosing which one. They're, they've all got their pros and cons. So I guess that's a good thing, right? There's like not yeah. one type that's busted. Um, but I do, there's something about leveling up your kinsect or changing its element that I really enjoyed. And so I'm a little sad to see that go on. It's just the, the, one thing, the one thing that bothered me in, in For You, if I remember correctly, was the fact that the kinsect would be stuck to the insect lave. So it's like you mess yeah, up so that you mess up the the kinsect because you could mess them up while they were Start it wasn't over. like world because in world you're just like okay my kinsect goes this way and then it becomes this thing and for you you'd be feeding it like these things and you wouldn't know exactly what's going to come out if yeah, your kinsect is that's like, why i said generations ultimate not for ultimate yeah because yeah, in generations you you still had the feeding thing but then you could change the kinsect between weapons right yeah. So if you messed it up, yeah. you you'd still be able like, okay, I'll just make another kinsec. The glaive at least is still usable. And for you, it's like, oh, I messed up my kinsec. Well, guess this glaive's dead forever now. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be the- honest, I have so many years of using the insect glaive that the muscle memory is. I'm still battling it with the the button inputs for sending out the kin the kinsect. It's yeah. still it's still kind of a struggle because it's different. But you know, I'll get over it eventually. Yeah, but um, the the assist kinsect is interesting. I'm very curious of testing out that uh, charge the attack one that you're saying because that was always one of them, one of the types that I wanted to do in for you, and I ended up never really doing it because every everywhere you'd look, people would tell you, "Oh, that kinsect's terrible. Don't do it." Uh, I which is the you know it was the kinsect that would do like the penetrating attack that would go through the monster and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. 
I always wanted to do that in For You and I never did. And it sounds like that charge attack thing that you're describing, is that what it does? There's like some kind of... No, no. This this does... It was back in Generations Ultimate. It was... There was like a special thing when you did the... I think it was the Adept Guard. Or something. It, it does like a... Like a... It almost draws like a music staff symbol like as it attacks. Mm-hmm. It does multiple hits. Oh, okay. I get so it. I get it. It's pretty neat, but I just for some reason it wasn't very intuitive to me to know when it was charged and when it wasn't. I probably just wasn't looking at the right UI part. You think you think but, that would uh, be something that we could do a whole build around, just like having your kinsec dart around and beat the crap out of the monster? Possibly, yeah. Because that... I mean, without the ability to nurture your your kinsecs, their power is kind of capped. Yeah, that's. So. Hey, tell you what, insect glaive mains, feel the pain of the gunlance mains. It is what it is. You get your power capped. It sucks, doesn't it? You're you're not able to like uh, upgrade your your shelling levels. You guys can't upgrade your kinsects. It is what. It is. Yeah. So so it's not a bad system. It's just it's different, and they simplified it in some interesting ways. Um, but I'm I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm not seeing just because I haven't played it enough. So I'll give myself some more time with it. But the, I'm very interested to see how people react. I mean, it, to me, it almost feels like no one's talking about the Insect Glaive, which is sad. And there's there's, there's so seen... much stuff about it that is so cool, though. Yeah. So it's like I was using, I was kind of curious about how people feel about the the diving move. I don't know the names, but the, the one that they changed into a Kinsect one because it's interesting. That thing does um, so much damage. Is, it is really precise this time. Like you go straight down, no ifs, ands, or buts. You're it's like yep. a pencil being shoved into a desk. And what you really want to do is do that aerial move where you jump and you hit the A button and you do multiple hits. Do that twice and then trigger it, and it's like twenty five. What was it like twenty or forty percent stronger? It's ridiculous. I've gotten numbers as high as four hundred fifties out of that thing. Yep. That thing, and when a monster's down, crazy. if you stand right next to the tail and you've got two bugs, you can just boom, boom, you can do two of them in a row, and you <laughs> always land exactly where you were standing, so you'll never miss. Jesus Christ, it's quite pop- I like it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm actually surprised that people who were uh, crapping all over the the insect lave haven't said anything. Yeah, they're quiet because, now. Yeah, they're that, quiet because they know they ain't got shit on the weapon. It's a good <laughs> weapon. It's it is like I first picked it up because I I wanted to do. Uh, a, a special something that we're not going to be talking about here with it. It ended up not working, but when I started seeing all the different insects and stuff, I was like, you don't level them up anymore. You, you just buy them. This is great. <laughs> like, cause to me, that's great. I don't have to worry about leveling them up and feeding them and whatnot. I know that you like that. I was like, nah, dude, give me the insect already done. Pair it up with the insect life. Boom. Go like that. Ready to go. Yeah. I, I was just, and and then just testing out the assist insect was uh, was just really fun seeing it attack at the same time. I got to test out this um, this other one, the the charge attack one, and there's um, some more different ones with uh, the powders. And then there's a special slash that you can do, which replaces the tornado slash, which was like one of the hardest hitting attacks, and it still deals a ton of damage. But on top of it, it lures out insects that have powder. Did you see that? So this is one I haven't t- this one I haven't tested, but I love the the Tetra whatever slash. Yes. It's a great move and it does tons of hits. It's just I haven't tested out powder kinsex yet, so I really need to do that. Yeah, basically. So what it does what, is I it, it marks the monster for you during the attack, which yeah, is Yeah. So it's it's kinda like that thing um which was the 
crap, I don't know which button it is in Rise, but in World, I think it was the... It was R2 on, on my PlayStation yeah, yeah, controller, yeah, yeah. which basically kind of like spins the, the glaive around, hits it with the other end, and then puts the, what do you call it, the pheromone on the monster. Yeah, yeah, it marks the, it, yeah. But on this one, when you do the Tetra Slash, it does that, but at the same time, it instantly pulls out the Kinsect to attack, I think. not. Yeah, there's, there's, some, there, there's some stuff there, I think, for sure. I don't think it I works 100% of the time, though. That's the thing, because I think it even says that there's a chance that it lures the insect out. So it marks it, but the insect doesn't always come out. It's kind of weird. Or maybe it always comes yeah, I out. Need, I, I really need to test it. I, I really haven't used Insect Glaive that much. I used it against one specific monster, uh, which I won't talk about. And there's one specific glaive, which I won't talk about, <laughs> which are, which I just saw it. I'm like, okay, I have to. I, and I asked you, and I was like, she didn't want me to play the insect glaive because she's like, you always play insect glaive. Stop playing insect glaive. I was like, I'm making this. Is that it? She's like, okay, that's fine. She, I made that. You, I love how you had to ask your daughter for permission to craft an insect glaive. She's like, you're supposed to be a role model, dad. You're supposed to try other weapons and get into your, you know, and expand your horizons, get better at weapons that you suck at. She's like, but don't touch Bo is what she told me. She's like, you, you just suck at it. You can <laughs> You just suck at it. So stop. Wow. She's like, don't. She says it's rude to the weapon. She says it's painful for her to watch. Oh my God. She's that's so toxic. <laughs> that is so, so well, she says toxic. She, she means it in a funny, joking way, but she's just like, look, everybody's got their own strengths and weaknesses, things that they're good at, things that they're not. Bo, honey, is not something and, you're good and, at. And you're bad at playing <laughs> Bo. <laughs> She's like, just like I suck at the, you know, certain weapons, you suck at bow. It's just a reality. Wow. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's savage unit. <laughs> I know. You've unlocked but, um, the new variant. <laughs> we, we've had a lot of fun doing those arena quests, so I can't wait for more to be added. There's only five right now, but I love how they did the arena. It's, have you touched it yet? Yeah, I've, it's so I've, different. I've done all of the arenas. Uh, there's only one cart now, right? Even even if you're two players, is it also only one cart? Yeah, no cart allowed. So yeah. you cart, you're dead. It's over. And they give you good sets, like good sets, except for the first two. Those sets suck so bad. I have but like no, the the Rajang no and the Baryon. I have no idea what you're talking They're, about. Good sets. Those sets were all awful. <laughs> All of those sets were terrible. I was like, no. no they were usable. <laughs> and no like list of abusable items. It's just you and your weapon go in there. Like the the way <laughs> I beat I beat Rajong in such a terrible way. The way that I beat him was so bad. I basically picked up that great sword set with the crit drop. Uh -huh. And I would just like run up to him and like slap sheath. Slap <gasps> power sheet. Slap. I wouldn't even charge it. I just like slap. 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 I just slapped him run, until man. he died. Yeah. Run. The hit and run tactic straight up until he it died. It works so good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I have no idea what I'm doing with, with the greatsword. Like, I I didn't realize with greatsword that they, they nerfed critical draw. I thought that was really bold of them to do that. Yeah, they nerfed it really bad. Because like my, my friend who's playing um, longsword... He was telling me all about how, oh, I want to do Yai and do all of these things. And I'm like, well, you might want to consider critical draw. And he had a build with critical draw. And he's like, why did you recommend this skill? This skill is trash. And I'm like, what do you mean it's trash? It's 100% crit. And he's like, no, it's 30. I was like, Four, what? 40, I think. <laughs> 40? Yeah, they changed it. it it's yeah, either it's 30 now. or 40. It's, it's, 
And I was like, what, 40? That's terrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, And it doesn't last long because I think the idea is that um, it lasts for a little bit longer than just the draw attack. Yeah, Mm. it it lasts, but it's a very short, it's like two seconds. So you can do a draw attack and maybe one more attack and it's like, done. And I was like, dude, that's terrible. Like, I don't know why why they would do that to the skill. Like, please please explain to me in the comments. Like, if you're someone that understands well, why Crit I think the like reason that. is is that because of that skill's existence, it made balancing the weapon hard because they can add in as much negative affinity as they wanted on a weapon, and it really wouldn't make too much of a difference. Not a huge yeah. amount. And then any weapon that wasn't negative is like, okay, now I got 100%. So, like, nothing else could compete when it comes to drawing into a big attack. So I think they just, to make more weapons viable, I think it it's in the long run, it probably feels like it's going to be a good move. Mm. That, and they, they made Quick Sheath more powerful, so. Yeah, Quick quick Sheath is definitely something that I see a lot of people on Longsword using Quick Sheath because it makes a massive amount of difference to land the Yai counters. It's but, badass. Uh, Oh, I don't know what weapon I want to do next. They're all so fun. It's uh, I'm right now. I'm looking for just fun little busted things. Again, I'm I'm hunting for handicrafts. So I could use my Arzuros dual blades and so be listen, the only one online. Let Let me tell you. Here's what you got to do. Okay, so don't, you're gonna don't you're gonna craft lance. you're gonna craft eight gun lances. Ah, <laughs> uh. because that's gonna unlock blast dash. <laughs> And then you're going to rocket yourself to the moon. <laughs> like, I, I'm telling you right now, the second you try out Blast Dash, like, it's over. You're not going to want to play another weapon. Like, <laughs> Oh, as, as a Lancer, I greatly doubt that. But. No, dude. Listen, there's just something about Blast Dash. It is so incredibly satisfying. It is insane. Like, I, I've, I've chased monsters around corners to land and, and, and still do full bursts at the end. It's it's so nice. It's freaking crazy. So I, I think where my thinking is, is we're only like three weeks or so out from the big update, right? And this will shake up everything, I yeah. think. So, so the end of this month will be update 2.0. They'll add in a bunch of bunches of new monsters and the HR cap and all that good stuff. I imagine this also means we're going to get new decorations, perhaps even new melding methods, all sorts of stuff. So I'm kind of at a point now where I don't want to min-max stuff because I think everything that I'm going to want to make is going to be shaken up. So what I'm trying to do is focus on crafting decorations because that's an investment that will always be good. Yeah. Like if you have three three uh, blight resistance or three anti-para, like just make the ones that you want, those will always be usable. So I think that to me is a good investment for time right now is to just craft those because I'm actually uh, crafting is going to get really fun. I'm actually considering crafting just all of the armor because of the way that they display it now. When, when you're, you know, when you're picking the armor that you want to do, they have basically like there's a slot for each armor, each monster. It almost, it it almost feels like something that you like, you're filling out one of those uh, old. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I I, forget, I don't know how to say it in English. It's one of those things where you'd have the stickers. You'd have the stickers from like you know. Yeah, something. yeah, it's a, it's like it, a collection. Yeah, thing. Col- you just a, a sticker collection. Up. You just want to fill it all up. Yeah, I I kind of feel mm-hmm. like that. I I don't know if there's a limit to space because I remember that there was um there was a someone in my community that wanted to do all of the all of the armors in world, and then he got to a point where his box was full. 
I don't he even could, know. Do they count towards a box? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, they do because he got to a point where he couldn't craft anything else. And I was like, no, wow. I mean like in Rise. In oh, Rise, yeah. And, and Ri- yeah, in Rise, I don't know. That's that's why I'm, what I'm curious about, if they do count towards the box or not. Because in World, they did. And then he started like deleting uh, Colf to Roth weapons and stuff like you know, that. There, there's, a way to, there's a way to test that. I've got a video that'll teach you how to get rich with Zenny. And then just go take one hunter armor and buy like ten thousand of it, <laughs> and see and see how many you can buy before you can buy no more, and that tells you the limit. So I'll tell you right now, sir, that video of yours is friggin' amazing. The Zenny video, <laughs> I followed your, I've optimized your route a little bit. There's that. Oh one, yeah, there's there's lots of ways to optimize it. Yeah, the there's that one everything. point where you couldn't jump across. And I was like, no, 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 no. You grab the dog, you run a little bit along the ledge, you jump off, and then you jump off from the dog. You bi- People call this the Yoshi maneuver because you basically abandon the dog to fall while you jump yeah, yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> so you do that, and then you just like you wire bug across, and you can go clean across it. And that cuts the time so much that I'm able to do the route three times. Three times and, and change. Like I'll do three so times. So what's really funny is I, I didn't cover this in the video, but if you what I did the other day is really funny is if you go into a quest where the upsurge is already happening, it lasts for 10 minutes. If you're in a quest and you eat for the, um, or you just sit there and you just wait for the locale to be updated and it updates to a upsurge, it'll last for like 25 minutes. And you can just make a million. It's just like, okay. I mean, you know, to me at that point, it's kind of like, well, it's just less stress to just go whenever there's an upsurge. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I could use, I could use 300,000. I actually have roots now where I've been doing, there's really good roots for the special collection items. So you can make easily 50,000 Kimura points in 10 minutes. Is doing the exact same method. So you wait for an upsurge. So you see, uh, I'm, I'm going to need you to make that video because Kimura points are beginning to be a bit of a problem as well. So I'm going to need Well, that's to- the thing. So I was going to ask you because like, so I was going to make the video and I'm like, well, no one's actually saying to themselves, I need Kimura points. I, I mean, so I'm like, I don't need them just yet, but I know that I will. I know that at some point I most definitely will because like Are you spending too much money on your girl Randine. Like what's going on? I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, relationships are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time one of those new uh, things comes up that you can put in your room, I buy it like instantly. I don't even think about it. I just buy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's other things that you spend points in. I don't remember exactly what it, what it is like that I've been spending and points on. No, no, but I've been spending points on something else, but I don't remember what it is because my points have been steadily going down. I don't know huh. what I've been using them on, but I have been using them. Oh, no, wait, I do know. It's the Meowcenaries. The Meowcenaries and uh, oh. all Because I've sent them all the time. And like, dude, I've opt, like I told you, I optimized a group of seven gathering palicos. I've leveled them all up to 35, and then I put armor on them and everything. I don't think it made a damn bit of difference, but I was just like, no, it just, yeah, no. It just felt better to not see them all in just like, you know, brand just Kimura armor going off, flying off and low rank Kimura armor. And I'm like, no, my dudes are going armored. They're going in Soon, there to yeah. beat stuff up. They're not messing around. And even the ones on the submarines, they have armor as well and weapons and everything. My palaces are friggin' jacked up. Have you seen the the clip that someone had and I shared it? 
if you send the cats and the dogs out on submarines and then you quickly go to the gathering hall, you can actually see them heading off off the island. They'll come up and they'll wave at you and they'll they'll dance and stuff. You, it's unbelievable. You no, have to see this. oh my god, I have to, I have to go see that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do that after the podcast. Do it's, it right now. Like, let everyone see your reaction. They won't see what you're seeing, but I want to see your reaction. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it right now ah, because my setup. It's so. Work. I mean, yeah, set them out and then immediately go to the gathering hall in the area behind Ibushi next to Nargo girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you and, can, and you can wave club. to them and they'll, they'll all come up. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh my god, dude! There's just so many little details like that in in Kimura that is amazing. I I never even thought about that. Yeah, I know it's it's crazy. I'm sure there's more that we'll have to discover, but and oh, so I love this game so much. I I have to I have to make a a confession. Uh, I I don't I don't have a palico anymore. Not even <gasps> not even when I'm solo. Wow. Yep, because Rude. what happened what happened was I'm a gunlance user. I need to sharpen. Yeah, exactly. But what happened <laughs> was uh everybody whenever I play multiplayer, literally everybody brings a palico. Well, actually no, there's one really? friend there's one friend of mine now that no no not a palico, sorry, a palamute. Everybody brings a palamute. Yeah, I was gonna say, whoa. No, 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 no. Everybody brings a palamute. There, there's like one friend of mine, the the charge blade friend. He now brings a palico as well, but we're the only two. We're the only two that bring palicos, because everybody else is bringing palamutes. And my idea was, I like my palico because I had the assist palico, right? And I just love the little thing of him shooting the harpoon and grappling onto the monster, and then you you hear the squeaky sound of him reeling the monster in. Like I love that. I like the fact that he puts traps down. It's very useful for Gunlance to have a monster trap down and whatnot. So I was always like, I have to take my Palico. And then I always thought to myself, this is going to suck. Everybody's running all over the place with the Palamutes. But it was just like you said before the game came out. After you get the camps, yeah. it doesn't matter. Most of, the times, I'll, matter. most of the times, I'll get there faster than the people on the dogs. Because, mm -hmm. because they're so used to darting around on the dogs that they don't even think to go to the camp. And I'm just like, nope, I'm going to go to the camp from the camp the camp that's closest to the monster. And usually Boom. in a lot of places, there's even like slopes. Slopes are yeah. faster than dogs. Even if you boost, yep. slopes are still faster than dogs. So it doesn't matter. And so you get all of the benefit of the Palico. And so after playing a little bit of multiplayer, I got used to navigating the maps without the Palamutes. And I was like, well, sorry, pal, I don't need you. <laughs> Yuna is this close to divorcing her dog. She loves the dog, but two times in a row, when she put a monster to sleep, the dog woke it up. I've never. I don't had know if it was happen. a. I, I don't know if that's a bug or what, but she got really upset. Yeah, I've I've never had that happen. That's never been a problem. And then the the other thing that I discovered is that gathering palicos are just legit broken. Not even for their ability to steal materials for you, because I don't care about that. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of against people bringing get in in that aspect. I'm almost against people bringing gathering palicos because this is something that I had in in Monster Hunter World with another friend of mine who would always bring like the plunder blade, and I'm just like, dude, can you bring something useful to this hunt instead of just this selfish? It's useful. This, it's useful for him. It steals materials yeah. for him. Doesn't do anything <laughs> for me. 
So it's like it, it feels very selfish for someone to bring like a gathering palico just to steal material it is for selfish, them. Of course. Yeah, it's it's so in a, in a way I'm almost like kind of against it, low key. Like I don't care, right? But low key I'm kind yeah, of like yeah. bringing your goddamn you selfish prick. But the thing is, gathering palicos in this game are broken, dude. Endemic barrage is insane. Do you know what that does? They get a little, they get their own little mini ballista and they shoot toads off of it. And it's a random toad. So it can be a paratoad, can be a sleep toad, can be a poison toad. It can be anything. And so you put a gathering palico with that together with a trapping palico and you get some of the most ridiculous things that you can imagine. Like this one time I was fighting an Anjanath and the the palico put a trap down after he put this was just the trapping palico he puts the trap down and the anginath was too far away so he reels the anginath in just this one little palico pulls him back towards the trap he falls into the pitfall poison trap and then just as the anginath's about to climb out of the trap the other palico shoots a sleep toad at him so he's stuck there blows up uh, I mean, blows up because I put bombs down and blow them up, obviously. And then, as he's about to come off the trap, the gathering palico goes in there and puts a shock trap on her. <laughs> <laughs> and this Anjanath's just sitting there just like, what did I do? And I'm just like going <laughs> ham with my gun lands, just like bam, bam. And there's nothing he can you do. You go, kitties. <laughs> so... Right now, that's all I'm running. I'm running the 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 gathering palico for the endemic barrage. It's not even for the pilfer. It's for the endemic barrage and, and the assist and the palico assist, huh? for for the traps. It is ridiculous the amount of CC that you can get out of those two palicos. It's yeah, so the, fun. the cats are really fun. The one thing I don't, which is kind of unfortunate, is I often have an online room with just me and Yuna, and then when she's not hunting, like she's in her her room doing something. If I go on a hunt, I don't get both of my buddies. I only get one because it's an online room. So I have to get, get in the out. habit of actually leaving yeah, leaving uh, the lobby. Care, careful, you might lose like three seconds to go back to I offline. Know, right? and three then, whole seconds. And, and then three more seconds to go back to online mode because the game has like god tier load times on the Switch for some strange reason. I have no idea what it's kind so of... crazy black magic they're working over there with the re engine it is insane but uh but, um you know on the um, on the topic of charms because that's something that i've been doing a lot a lot of melding um what do you think about the current system in the game about the specifically about the charms i'm, I'm curious how do you feel about it so i think i actually like it um for a few different reasons one, there there seems to be a shitload of them. Like, yeah. there's no way you're going to be able to go after the one you want. But it is kind of interesting that if there's a specific skill you want, uh, I think it only gives you, like, one level or so. But you can, like, actually, like, go for it. Like, you could say, okay, I want 50% chance I'm going to roll for it. And it's not that expensive. So I like that idea. I like the drip of of knowing that after every hunt I get some decoration. It's not no longer like it used to be. You had to go on a specific hunt to get decorations, right? And it was not a you very mean, fun. You hunt. mean you charms do it over you're, and over again? You're saying decorations, but you mean charms. Sorry, why do I keep doing that? Yeah, <laughs> so charms. So you would have to go on a charm quest, and it was boring, and you would do it, and you'd get a bunch of charms. But now, as long as you interact with either the cat or the guy, every single hunt is a drip. You get something after the hunt, right? You put in a quest, boom, you get something else 
put in the thing, boom, you get something else. So I like that there's always a constant opportunity for the game to surprise me with something good. I also like the idea that the best ones are random. <laughs> so it encourages, yeah. uh, you know, you can use those extra farmed materials for good, like the defender tickets are fantastic for melding. Yep, basically They're really good. doing rampages is, in my opinion, one of the best ways of doing it. Uh, people have suggested something else that we'll not talk about here, but in my opinion, yeah. the reason I think rampages are better is because if you're doing a rampage and this rampage has like, I don't know, six, seven different monsters that can show up, you're going to get materials from all of those monsters. Yeah. You, you, you're just going to get... And punch. on top of it, you get the tickets and you can use the tickets to meld the charms and you still get materials from all of these monsters that you can use to craft other things as well. So I think yeah. that is the better way. And it keeps things a little bit fresher because at least you're seeing different monsters, which is something that yeah. you don't get with the other method. So... Yeah. Yeah. My assumption is that the DLC updates are going to add in um, new melding methods to get some of the rare stuff that we can only get random right now. I imagine that we're eventually we'll get a melding method that allows us to go for handicraft. Maybe it's only 10% chance, but we'll have that option. And with the fact that decorations are craftable, it basically means that you could still make 95% of every set that you can imagine. You can make it. So I, I like it. It's it's fair. Um, but it also allows for some incredibly busted and fun configurations for those who put in a lot of time or are just very lucky. Yeah, especially those who are very lucky, like uh, my friend <laughs> that plays the longsword that tells me yesterday, like, oh, by the way, I just got a charm that gives me three artillery and two evade extender. And I'm just, and I'm just like, what? But it turns out that it wasn't actually three artillery and two of it. It was three artillery, one of it extender, and like one tier tier two slot. And I'm just like, no, oh, wow, that's literally everything that you need to make a gun lance work. This is like this is all of the gun lance skills in this one charm. Boom, done. And then you can just play around with whatever else you want. And I'm just like, oh my god, I uh. hate you so much. <laughs> what yeah. do you so mean? I, I, let I got to add some clarification because there seems to be some misunderstanding online about the recent statement that Capcom made, which is um, they identified a bug in which for some users it's repeating the same charm, uh, the same charm table. So they're getting the same thing in the same order every time they're not. So some people are misinterpreting this as, Oh my God, it's proof that we're back to charm tables. And one, if you know programming, you know, there's always been tables. That's, that's yeah. how programming works. Well, you're going to have that. So the problem they're talking about is very specific, though. They're not talking about the system right now is busted, so save your points. They're saying that there is actually one or two users out there who, if they do the melting pot three times in a row, every single time they get the exact same charms. or charms. So they get the same things, and then the next time to do three, they get the exact same. So they can't get different charms. It's a really weird, rare bug that only a very few people have had. Uh, and so Capcom's looking into how to fix it. So if you've been able to get charms normally and they're different, then don't worry about it. Like, you're you're fine. They're just saying, if you're noticed that no matter what you do, you're always getting the same five charms in a row every time, well, then maybe you've been hit with the bug and they're going to have to fix it, so. Um, see, this is why, the, the way that I do it is I don't look at the, at the charms after I have requests. Like, I do 10 quests 
And then I open them all up at once, and then I just It's feel... Christmas time! No, actually, no, it's not Christmas time. It's more like there's a bunch of coal in cry. my socks. <laughs> there's like a bunch of socks, and they're all filled with coal. That's what it feels like. I get I get very crappy charms most of the time. I've been very disappointed. Oh, look, I got speed sharpened level two and recoil down. This is Yay! <laughs> so good! Although, although right now the the charm that I end up using most of the time is I got one that has two razor sharp, and I'm like, okay, this is something <gasps> I can. Work oh, with this. I would die for that. I've been trying to get that forever, and then I found out that if you request razor sharp, you only I think you only get level one, so you has to do it. You have to do it by random, I think, to get level two. I don't know if that's even true or not. No one really knows. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, weird. Oh, but I have I wanna, for that Diablo's lance. Oh, I want to use it with. I hearts. have I really one do. major complaint about the charms right now, and th- this is actually a really big deal to me. Sorting through them is a goddamn nightmare. Uh huh. I'm sure they're gonna fix it. Like it is bad. How is it possible that it was easier to sort through charms in Generations Ultimate? Because I could basically just say, "Hey, sort them through their skills." And then it just I would show I, me the. Well, the thing is, just, is here's here's all your weakness exploit charms. Here's I, all your razor charms. I don't charm remember charms. the. I don't remember the the procedure to do it, but they actually do have one menu in which they allow you to sort through your charms. You can sort them by level. You can sort them by slot, by skill, everything. The system's in the game. It's just not integrated on the UI that we need it to be on. Wait a minute. You can do yeah. this in the game you, right now. You can hang on a sec. Yes. Okay, it's just they put it in the they put it in the wrong freaking menu is what they did. So so listen, here's here's what we're gonna do. Don't don't say it on the podcast now. Tell me after the podcast, and I'll make a video get like a million views. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'll, make, okay, I'll make a quick video on that. Get like a million views of people because nobody can sort through their charms. <laughs> okay, so it's a so you tweet go to your from, box. It's a tweet a, from very Dave. Let me see. That's yes, very Dave's awesome. Okay. So you go to your item box, you go to manage equipment, you go to change equipment, then you go down to your equipment box, not the charm, but the equipment box, and then okay. you sort. <laughs> it's so stupid that oh they did this. Oh my god! And then you can sort. You know, your you could sort your equipment box and say, okay, I want charms. Oh, I want this skills. skill. I want level three. But you can't do the filter when you're actually looking at charms. It's the most backwards thing. It's it's kind of funky. But yes, you can. Oh it. it's just, it's... my god, I'm looking <laughs> at it now. So oh do you see why I I retweeted very god. Dave and I said retweet to save a life, and now you see why. Oh man, I di- I didn't see this one. I have to, I have to retweet it myself as well. Yeah, I'm gonna retweet it's a, this. It's amazing. I'm I'm gonna so make yeah, there's there's I'm gonna make a video so on sure this guys, and I'm still gonna get a million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're going to improve it um, and, and add that in to the other screens. But the feature's there, so okay, it's, it's not a it's, far long. It's, at least, it's not a dream. It's at least good to know that the feature's there because every time that I have to look at my charms, I'm just like, oh, God. I, I, I usually give up halfway, and I'm like, I'll, I'll just I'll just take that, that razor-sharp two charm that I have, and I'll just play with that one until the end of times because I'm not going to sort through all of this mess. <laughs> like, There's a million different charms here. I think my best... Here. I think my best charm right now is attack three with a slot. Mm. That's Which not bad. Because attack just having just having attack four is such a huge difference from level three. If you do the if you calculate it, the the four boost is just ridiculous. 
Because it I'm, gives you a flat out 5% uh, increase on your attack power. And you're sitting here normally at like over 200. That's like a plus 10. And then you get the plus 7 or whatever on top of that. It's crazy. Yeah, I um that that's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why I like the brutal strike uh, ramp up skill, is because I can just like, hey, remember all those uh, affinity skills that we got to worry about? There's like fifty of them. Nah, just need attack yeah. up. Just get attack up. I'm and good. and and the cool thing is that Rathalos set also comes with another skill that I love, which is part breaker. There's like, yep, attack mm. up, part breaker. Sounds great, dude. I live for hearing that cracking sound whenever I break a part in a monster. I love it. And I you call me that. savage. I mean, hey, I, I just like breaking things. Breaking things is fun. I mean, you got to admit, breaking things is fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know Talk that you break- can't you can sort through charms. And in case you guys are wondering what it is, then uh, Gaijin's already retreated, so you can check out Gaijin's Twitter. There's always links in, in these videos and stuff. So, And I will retweet it as soon as this podcast is done as well. So just look for our Twitters. There's a video there by Very Dave. Uh, that shows you how you can sort through your charms as well. And yes, that is extremely important. So the the other thing I'm hoping, and I've 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 personally contacted and asked Capcom, uh, and I said, please, in an update, please add this. Is we need, I just want an auto translated message, and I hate the word auto translated because I think people think that it's actually translating shit on the fly. It's not. It's it's called preset message. That's what it should have been called. Yeah, it's a preset message, meaning that it'll be delivered to the other players in their language. It's not this, translated this or translated. This, by the way, is something that they do in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's actually really well implemented because uh, a lot of players in Final Fantasy fourteen they play with controllers, and it's an MMO, but mm. they still play with controllers. So they have these uh, preset messages, just like you said where I can say basic things and whenever I use those messages, they get automatically translated into like German, French, Italian, English, whatever language you happen to be using, that thing translates it and everybody understands what you are saying regardless of what language they speak. Yeah, so basically they have like 20 messages where they said, okay, here's here's the, the string data and they have it localized and if I send message four, everyone gets their version of message four, Yeah, which works really nice. Everything else is like in your language and they may not be able to understand it. All I want them to do is add an auto-translated message that says, let's slay this monster. Because right now, all the game lets you do is say, hey, you know what? Let's capture this thing. Because that's how it used to be, right? I know I'm kicking up the drama, but... uh, No, but it's like, this this is a big deal for me as well. Because let me explain to you. Whenever I'm on a stream... I'm on one of my streams. I'm having a blast, having fun, enjoying myself. People see that blue icon come up on the monster, and it's like something snaps in them, and they're like, capture, capture, capture. It's over. It's over. We can end this hunt. And and I'm just like, I keep going, and I keep killing. And, And people start going like, noob, doesn't know how to play. Don't you know that you get more materials when you capture? And I'm just like, oh my god! I swear, I will, I will. Oh, Dude, so, this happens so often. And 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 wait, I I I have to go off on this. Yeah, as go well off, because, go off, man. Because off. this is something that happened in World as well. Okay, in World as well, people would always be like, that's where it started. You get, you get more rewards for capture, and it's like, okay, listen, maybe you get one more item, maybe you get two more items. 
That's it. You don't get more than two items because people are not counting the three carves. They're not counting the three carves. And so they're like, you always get more rewards with capture. You always, it's like, A, you get different rewards for capture. Okay. And B, sometimes you might get one or two more items for capture. And C, I'll kill a monster any goddamn time I want because I don't give a crap about the meta, okay? If you haven't realized by now with my videos that I don't care about meta, then let me tell you, I don't. I really don't. I don't so care if I have to a kill a monster more times because killing the monsters is fun. The only time that I will capture a monster is if I'm either the quest requires it or I'm looking for a material that is easier to obtain And again, different materials, okay? I'm looking for a material that is easier to obtain through capture. That is the only time that I will do capture because I prefer killing. It's that simple. So I put put the blame on Capcom for this because most people are not aware of this, but World changed the system. It always used to be that the rewards that you can get for carving or capturing was different. Sometimes it'd be the same, but the rates would be different. It's yeah. always been like this, right? So depending on what you, the host, want to farm for, capturing very well may be the most ideal thing to do. For example, capturing often gives you rewards that are breakable rewards, or they give you like, or, like, like the, the rare items, like the orbs and the rubies and stuff like that. They have a slightly higher chance in the capture rewards part of the screen. Either or, you're going to get your quest rewards, right? And it could be in there. But... There are certain opportunities where capturing may give you a slight statistical advantage for a specific item. On the flip side, there are items that you just cannot get in the carve rewards. So you, you're relying only on quest rewards at that point, right? You cannot and you're going to get less. You cannot get on capture rewards, you mean? A capture, yeah. So there is a time and place for both. Yeah. The way it's always been is that we always used to default to killing the monster. One, the kill screens are awesome and fun. Yeah. Two, take notice next time your monster icon goes blue. If you if you see that a part has been broken message after that, I guarantee you're going to see it often. Many, many times, the last break of a monster happens between the blue and the death. Yep. Those are the most important, re- even more important than capture rewards, even more important than carve rewards. Break rewards, I think, are arguably the most important. Those are where you get most of the rare spots and everything. So... It affords you more time to ensure that you got all the breaks, right? You get your three cars. So there's a time and place. So the way it's always used to be was that the host of the quest got to choose. Say, hey, I want to capture it. Okay. No one ever had a problem with that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's let's kill it. Sweet. Let's try to break off the tail. You got it, boss. And everyone would take turns and they would have their preference. World changed it in two really weird ways. One, they got rid of the difference between capture and carving. The rates are identical in World and Iceborne. It's the only game in the series that does this, which is stupid, in my opinion. Yep. Because then you start running into the fact that monster health pools were also pretty big, meaning that, yeah, it made a lot of sense to just capture shit. If you if you didn't care about the break rewards, then capturing was actually a fast way to cycle through quests. Then it's the whole idea that, you know, you have a chance that you get like a, a pelt or you can get two pelts. Whoop-de-doo. I can get two pelts instead of one sometimes in capture. There was a lot of weird information going around during the world that it 
you got infinitely more items or something when you captured, which was wrong. Thank you. So, thank, like, you've got this weird power. I'm, I'm so happy that you just said that because, like, people would jump into my stream all the time in the world and they'd be like, oh, they're, they're going to jump on this one. Rewards, they're going to yell at me. You and, get more rewards. You get more, capture more rewards, capture more rewards. And I'm just like, no, it's different. It's different, diff, different rewards. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, think about you it. might get more, but it's different. Yeah. It's like, why would the game reward you more for, for, for ending the hunt sooner? Pull, for, yeah. For pulling out at the last thirty percent, right? So Rise makes a kind of unfortunate choice, which I like if it wasn't for people not understanding it, and that it's very, very easy to capture a monster in this game. Oh yeah. They tell you this they tell you the second it could be captured. That little icon boing, it goes blue immediately. The problem is is it happens when the monster still has thirty percent health, meaning there's probably still another part of the body you can break. And a lot of yeah. people are like, no, I broke, the, I broke the arm. You need to break it twice, or you got to break the horn twice. There's a lot of things that you have to break twice to get the rewards. Two, they introduced in World the SOS system, right? So if you want to capture a monster or kill a monster, host the quest. It's, it's as simple as that, right? Yeah. Because it's your quest. You host it, and you allow other players to join. It's your quest, and I think that's fair. If there's a specific preference you have, you host. SOS introduced the idea that people are now just jumping into a person's random quest. So there's no interaction in the lobby. Yep. There's no talking about, hey, what do you want to go for? Hey, can we try to break the head or can we capture it or whatever? No conversation. So in those cases where they've basically ripped out your tongue and they've made it hard to communicate, you should just defer to the host. Yep. If the monster's capturable and Rory's the host and I see you whacking on the monster even though the icon's blue, I'm not going to assume, well, he's an idiot. He hasn't seen the icon. He doesn't know. No. Yeah. He wants to hit the monster. We're gonna hit the monster. You We're know, hit the monster until it um, dies. Yeah, I mean, you, you should. If he always... puts a message saying "Let's," ca and they give you a message saying "Let's capture this thing" that the host can use that tells everybody in every language, "Hey, I want to capture this thing." Yeah. So the fact that Capcom did not prepare a message saying "Let's slay this thing" or "Let's not capture this thing" shows me that they also assume that the default would be to slay a monster. Yeah. But everybody now online is running in and immediately capturing everything. And as I tried to point out in my video, yes, you can still get stuff like Magnamalo Blades. You can still get Rathian Spikes by doing quests. You get them as break rewards, you get them as quest rewards. But what we're talking about is when you... The desire, the desire sensor is a bitch. Yep. It's hard to get certain items, right? So every little roll counts. So when you tell me I have two slots for capture rewards and there's a 0% chance that I can get those items in those extra rewards, I'm going to choose to carve because I have a 17% chance on all three. And so like, it just, all I did was try to tell people, look, I get it. World, it was the same. It's no longer the same. That I think opened the eyes to a lot of people and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that. Two, the 100 notes are awesome. Look at them, yeah. figure out what you wanted to. And three, because communication's hard, let's just defer to the host because yeah. that means that we don't have to do all this weird communication. And some people really liked the message. Some people were like, wow, I didn't know. And some people, because you know it's the internet, are like, you're telling me how to play your gatekeeping yeah, and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Don't tell me how to play my video game. And in, in, in Final Fantasy XIV. I will 14, capture what I want. Go play alone, you noob. In, in, in Final Fantasy XIV, the, the, the message that people start going off on is like, you don't pay my sub. <laughs> <laughs> You, you don't know. pay my rent. Exactly. You don't pay my sub. I play however the hell I want. It's like I you, can you, you didn't. I can be a tank and not turn on my tank aura. You don't pay my sub. 
<laughs> it's like, you okay, pay dude. My sub, that is, fine. I'll pay your sub. Just use the goddamn aura. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's one of those things. Like I I think that for me personally, and this is something that whenever I'm hosting a live stream, and you know, I have uh, in world, I would have random people join the quest. I would always say, listen, my quests are kill quests. We kill because yeah. that that's just one of the things that I like doing. I I like the thrill of the hunt, particularly because a lot of the monsters when they're on their last legs is when they start getting more aggressive and they're just like throttling and just oh, going yeah. all crazy. Like that's that's it's the fun. most exciting part of the hunt. So I think that's entertaining. Yeah. And if we fail, we fail. That's a good point. I didn't I I should have messaged that. I did not bring that up, but it's true. Yeah. The, the the end of the fun is always the more the most fun. Yeah, it's because it's really crazy. They're thrashing about like madness. That's when you get to see the unexpected carts. Like, for instance, this that's, one th to That's give, when you get the the clutch mount, right? To, it's to like, give oh you, my god, we got the mount. To, to give you a really cool example, it was on its last legs of of a devil Joe hunt. That one of the most fun things happened in one of my streams. It was hilarious. So we're fighting this devil Joe, and he's on his last legs, and he picks up a great Jagras, like puts it in his mouth, right? And like we're all still fighting it, and suddenly I'm like, I move away because I needed to, to heal or sharpen or do something. And that devil Joe from like across the map yeets the Jagras right at me. Bloom! And I just died. It just killed me. And it was hilarious. And that would have never happened if we had captured that monster. It was a really cool moment. People loved that it. it was fun. And, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. But ultimately, you should just default to whoever hosted the quest. So in my case, I host quests. And when I host quests, I'm like, okay, we kill. Unless we have to capture or unless we're yeah. looking for a material that comes from a capture. Then I'll say, okay, in this quest, we got to capture it. Uh, yeah, but so the, the argument that I see being thrown, the, the argument to this is that, okay, well then host a fucking lobby. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be swearing so much. <laughs> um, uh, host a lobby, right? And then you can choose. Don't use SOS and expect people to follow you. I'm like, you're running away from the problem of etiquette here. Yeah. If you, SOS system is very easy to do. You can just as easily host an SOS. You post it and you say, allow people to join. Now I'm the host. Why is it such a burden for someone to adhere to proper etiquette than it is for, like, there's a lot of times where I don't want to create a lobby because I might, it might only take me one hunt to get the item I need, right? Yeah. And you don't want to create a room where people are like, oh, great, we're going to farm Mizutsune for claws. You get it and then you pull out right afterwards. It's rude as hell. So what you do at that point is you do you post it, you allow for randoms to join, then hopefully you know you break the clause. But uh, I just the argument is I say ninety five percent of people they get it and they're like oh okay cool yeah I understand uh, it. The, and way the other five are noisy little babies that are just like I've been capturing everything now you're telling me I'm playing the game wrong. I'm like I'm not saying that I'm just saying be educated and be considerate. Yeah, it's like it, you're not playing the game wrong, just like follow the lead of the host whoever hosted the quest if you like you said if you see that they're still hitting the monster after he's blue don't try to capture it just go for the kill boom done easy mode oh man there's so many times there's so many times me and you know we're on a hunt we're wailing on a monster who's already blue icon and we're like yes good everyone's in for the kill the thing starts to limp away and then some asshole captures it <laughs> And she got so upset. She's like, "What are they doing?" Yep, it's uh, it's it's again, it's it's one of those things. But 
guys and, by default just follow the lead of the host you know if the host is attacking yeah. keep attacking until it dies if you see the host start placing down traps then you can start going for uh yeah if you want to capture stuff and you want to play with randoms then just post the room like you don't have to make a lobby just post the quest and it'll give you three random people right at the beginning it's served hot and fresh makes very me easy Makes me wonder if all these people that are like, no, I have to capture it every single time. Makes me wonder if they're scared of those last few seconds of the fight. Maybe they're scared. Probably, because there's some people who are like, hey, if we're already... <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've, I've said that I understand the argument that if you're really desperate to get a material and there's already been two carts, I could see why yeah. some people might want to capture it. And I get that. you know, And I think it's a little frustrating because I think that most hunts are the most fun when you're on your last cart. Yep. But I, but I understand it, right? It's been a 10, 12, 15-minute tough hunt. You don't have someone captures it. I'm not going to yell at that. I'm not going to feel bad. I'm going to be like, oh, man, I wish they would have believed in us. But you know what? It is what yeah. it is. We shouldn't have had those two cards. Like, I get that. But it's like the, when two hearts happen in, like, the first three minutes, that's when the fun really begins. Because, <laughs> man, I love... When you hunt and you only got one more card, it changes everything. Exactly. Every heal, every mount, everything is clutch at that point. And everything I can't tell you how counts. many times we were going to die. And then someone came barging in, you know, with the freaking Anjanap. I'm like, oh, my God, she's here to save us all. <laughs> <laughs> she whooped the ass of the Rathalos. It was fantastic. Or I think I killed her once and we failed it by triggering like the lava explosion. It was so funny. Oh man, but yeah, there's there's uh, so many good there's times. so many great moments to to be had, and it's it's not worth. Uh, by the way, guys, it's not worth getting. Even though we're we're having like this heated discussion over here, and we're like super passionate, oh, it's not worth like getting super upset over this in the internet. It's like whatever. If you want to continue capturing or whatever, and you want to ignore everything you say, you're you free. do you. You're free to do whatever the you hell do. you want. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And it's it's not. Yeah, let our, let us scrumpy men have our moment yeah. to say, guys, <laughs> proper etiquette. Proper etiquette is do this, please. But you know. uh, yeah, it's like it's because you know you you start seeing some really nasty comments. Uh, you know, following oh, yeah. these discussions, because I, I get it. People have been stuck inside their homes, and now. Every little thing that happens on the internet is becoming like this big point of contention. Intensified, like there's still, yeah. There's still people that sometimes ask me, Rurikan, why do you hate the long sword?" Even though I already made a video <laughs> explaining, like, <laughs> I, I don't, don't hate, hate it. any weapon. It's a meme, and I lean into the meme because I think it's funny. That's it. That's all it is. Like I said, the, this friend of mine that that I've been tutoring through through the game, he chose to play long sword. It's fine. I don't care. He's having fun with it. He's loving the weapon. And, I, and me seeing him play it is actually really refreshing because he's actually really good at playing Longsword. So, you know, it is what it is. Oh, that's so funny. So, um, the, now we got that drama out of the way. Yeah, we, we get that drama out of the way. I wanted to, to, to give a, a couple of shout outs. So, you remember last time that we had uh, Chris on, he talked about that yeah. size comparison video and... Today I I was like okay so today I gotta watch the video so that we can talk about it in in the in the podcast and that video is actually really friggin impressive like the amount 
of stuff because I watched the video and then I went and I watched the um yeah the making of yeah the, the making, making more interesting. of is is so insane it is so insane and and here's the thing if it wasn't for that making of video I didn't even know that there would there were these official size comparison videos that they did with friggin' cha-cha and yeah, a little yeah. rocket and i was like oh, oh you ain't seen those cha-cha dude i friggin' love cha-cha cha-cha and kayamba they're my favorite ones i can't believe that they've they never came back after after three i was like come on man cha-cha and kayamba they were the best they were way better than the palicos like sure palicos are cool but cha-cha and kayamba were on another level as far as i'm concerned but uh, yeah, I, I, I saw a little bit of those videos and and then I was like, okay, so this makes sense for the format that they did in the video. And then the stuff that they went through to like spawn Fatalis in the debug map and all of these crazy things. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys are insane. The amount of work that went into making that that size comparison video is just out of this world. Like I've... I would have been like, nah, dude, screw that. I'll get some PNGs or something and then like stretch them in Photoshop. Boom, done. <laughs> I don't have the manpower yeah. to do a video like that. <laughs> but it almost looks like it's, the official yeah. videos. Yeah, it's it's just really well done. Yeah, so hands off to them on that one. And I think it hopefully it also shows people just how hard games are and programming is and just yeah. how easy it is for stuff to break i mean that's that's playing with existing tools imagine trying to make the engines and and tweak the engines to make the base of it like the fact that any video game actually works and runs is a miracle every time <laughs> like every video game is a small little miracle i mean if, if you've dealt with programming you would know no one is out there trying to make a bad game <laughs> that's very hard Jesus Christ. But but yeah, that that size comparison video was it was really something I, I really really enjoyed it. Um and I also wanted to give another shout out to another creator uh who's Chaos Slayer. I'm not sure if you've seen any of Chaos Slayer's stuff. He does The name really rings a bell, yeah. He does some hardcore gunlands testing. And I really appreciate whenever I see one of his videos come up, I'm like, okay, here we go. Here comes the new meta. Because, because there was this, uh, this, this discussion, this back and forth between me and Chaos Slayer where I was telling them, look, I tested Focus 3 on the supercharged shells of the wide shelling gun lands. And as far as I can tell, there isn't any difference between the time it takes to charge with Focus 3 and without Focus 3. And he went down there and he's like actually analyzing this this freaking thing frame by frame and like going frame. like no it's it's like it's 15% faster like the skill says and blah. and he's like okay so focus works on these supercharged shells but then he tested it a little bit more and he's like but you know what it's not even worth charging the shell all the way so it, this all doesn't freaking matter it's <laughs> <laughs> like okay well there you go i love i love people that who, who put in all that research it's great yeah it, it's friggin fan and if you play gunlands because that's all he does all he does is gunlands he doesn't touch any other weapon so that's, if you play gunlands yeah. yeah you you should you should check it out but uh yeah other than that it's like I'd... just playing around with uh new weapons trying to build new sets what was the um the most surprising the most surprising thing that i came up with was the brutal strike thing what was the most uh, surprising thing that you came up with while you were exploring 
you build opportunities and whatnot. Oh, you mean sets? Yeah, new new mix. <laughs> I'll have you know, my Tetranodon would beat your Mizutsune into the dirt, okay? <laughs> Every time you say build, I'm going to say set, and one day we'll train you. <laughs> yeah, mixed sets. As you've been exploring your mixed sets, what was the, the most uh, interesting thing that you found? So I, I actually haven't done a lot of experimentation, to be honest, but there is one skill that I'm curious about using more, which is some monsters definitely, if you are gung-ho like me and you're ultra-aggressive, have a tendency to send my ass flying. Counter-Strike. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious if Counter-Strike is going to be a good skill for me. I because I got a charm. Yes, I got a charm yesterday that has level three Counter-Strike. I in a slot. I think Counter-Strike is actually really good because I have the same thing where I just like, I go straight in. I don't give a crap. <gasps> and sometimes, you know how um, because of the wire bugs, a lot of the times you're in the air and the monsters will roar and you get like sent flying back down. Even yeah, those yeah. roars count towards Counter-Strike. So what I don't like is that the training room dummy does not have a move that causes large knockback. Yes, it does. You think it does, but it doesn't. I tested it. And Counter-Strike does not trigger from it. Yes, it does. From the stomp. Counter-Strike triggers from the stomp. I've tried to try it. Well, then I have to try again because it, it wasn't triggering for me. Yeah, Counter-Strike triggered for me from the stomp. That's how I was testing it initially. Interesting. Yeah, because... How many seconds does it last for? I don't remember how much it lasts for, but it was it was significant. I think it might... Wait, no. I. It's either 20 or 30 seconds. So I think it's probably 30. Oh... Yeah, wow. so it's 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 that's not, a skill that I think is interesting. Yeah, sure. it's it, it's not like the the lance thing where it's like oh you get like two pokes and that's it. Three, yeah, two, that's it. <laughs> two pokes and you're done. No, that that skill actually <laughs> lasts uh, a little bit because I was uh, I was using that in my brutal strikes, <laughs> counter strike, brutal strike, all the strikes, attack up seven, part breaker, let's go, baby. <laughs> I mean, give, give me something like, you know, Agitator and Counter-Strike, and I'm just going to go aggressive. They're gonna, we're just slug it out, you know? It'd be kind of fun. I yeah, Counter-Strike is a new skill, and I, I, I enjoy it. I think it's really interesting. I'm curious if it counts when you get thrown off of a Wyvern riding map. Yeah, I'm not sure. I want to do some testing. I'm really curious about yeah. that skill. The, that, that skill is definitely interesting, particularly for, for no. Like you said yourself, if you if you like going gung ho, which I also like going gung ho, that's like, hey, I messed up. Guess I get more attack. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, I would tell you 90 percent. I don't know. This is not hyperbole. Ninety percent of all my cards are the exact same reason every single time. Agreed. I got hit. I got hit from something, and I used Wirefall to jump right at the monster again, and I got hit a second time. That is ninety percent of every single card. Is if I could just stop myself from while you're falling back to the monster and I would probably never die in this away game. from the monster. <laughs> See that it's it's or just or just let my hunter lay down and yep. not get hit for the second one. That is everything. But you know what? It's fun. I just and, I, don't, I don't mind. It's and just funny. and you instantly feel bad when it happens because uh, it's like there's the animation for when you get hit where your hunter gets sent flying. When you die, the animation is it's like your hunter hits a brick wall and just falls straight Don't. down. And you're like, oh no, That's I died. 
<laughs> the other, it's not a, it's not a skill, but one thing I've been really enjoying is I made a video on the rampage hunting horn that I've been using, and the thing is on the XA attack, it does has earplugs large, which is crazy, Ooh. and so because because your draw attack can be any note that you want now, my opener now is I'll run up to like a Tigrex, I'll run up to him on the dog, I'll jump off the dog, you hit X to unsheath your weapon, you hit X8, and that'll become your draw move. And then you hit XA the moment you hit the ground, you immediately draw into lar- earplugs large. His roar ain't going to do nothing to you and everybody Damn. else around you. Drawing into earplugs large feels so good. <laughs> and then the adding that with the beat of resonance and then doing a, you know heal L, it's like getting a mega potion just for pressing a button twice. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've I've heard people talk about you just it's like so massively comfy. healing with beat of resonance. That, it's so nice. I have I have to play some more hunting horn as well. It's just right. The first thing that I want to do is play all of the shield weapons. I have to. I've mm. played the charge blade now. The next one is lance. Then I think the next one's going to be switch axe. See, the thing that disappoints me about um, learning the lance now is that I already know that a lot of people don't want to see lance, and it's always disappointing to me when I eventually put out like the Lance guide video and yeah, no, no one's going to watch it. Right? Nobody watches it because there's almost nobody playing Lance. And it's like, you guys are missing out. You're missing out. Lance is a fantastic freaking weapon. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I got to think about which tutorial I want to start with because I started scripting them uh, just so people know. And I have, I have full scripts that are nearly finished for both hammer, hunting horn, Lance and longsword. Don't ask why I have longsword. It hurts. Gotta play the game. It hurts every time. It hurts every, every time. They want it. <laughs> Everybody they want wants. it. See, here's Daddy. the here's the thing. The game. I feel like this game insulted me a couple of times by shoving a longsword in my face at multiple That's occasions. What you start with. Yeah, and then later down the line, they shove a longsword in your face again, and I'm just like, yeah, stop. You're always getting longswords. Stop shoving longswords in my face. But, but your girl, but your girlfriend also plays a uh, longsword. Well, I've already explained. This is because she hasn't met the right guy. When she meets the right guy, she'll understand that Gunlance is the way. She will learn. Rondine will learn, and she will get out of her longsword ways. I mean, how does it even make sense? She comes from the West. If anything, she would use a broadsword, not a longsword, you know, or an axe or a halberd yeah, or something like that. That's what she would what's use. Really, you know, it's really interesting. I should, I should dedicate more time to think about this, but someone brought up an idea that I was thinking as well, and I actually think it's, it's quite credible, is that it is a high possibility that she comes from the region of Aya. If you've watched my video where we're talking about the map of Monster Hunter and like the ge- geography of the world, there's a small little country underneath Chico Sands and the the um, the flooded forest, that whole area, because those are all connected to Yukumo and everything. That's its own little part of the continent. There's a little there's like a there's a continent underneath it that's called Aya, and all the game the official uh, encyclopedias for the game back in Monster Hunter One. All they say is that it's a closed-off country. There's no guild there. It's run by a royalty, um, and it doesn't let foreigners in. They're they're a secluded country. So I always thought, oh, it sounds like old-school feudal Japan shutting their door to the rest of the world. So I was kind of thinking maybe 
rise takes place in this country and that would make sense why the rest of the guild hasn't their stuff but the thing is, is we're going to all the locations right above that area we're going to the flooded forest we're going to the dunes to the left we're going you know we've got all these pictures of, and things of areas around the area it would and we know that she serves a queen right so we know that she comes from a country that's secluded that has royalty and is different and all of her cat is drawing is pictures from across the ocean it has pictures of the cheeky sands of Valhabar. These are all areas directly in front of this island. So it makes me think that it's possible that she is from the foreign country of Aya. And that Kamura is either somewhere in Shiki country underneath Cathar or it's somewhere in, in the main continent. Um, so I, I find that interesting. For those who are interested in lore, the series is not very heavy on it, but there is a little bit to chew on. So it's kind of fun to theorize about this stuff interesting that yeah. means that means if if her country is secluded then her parents would probably not approve of our relationship <laughs> not well sure you, if you're a really good that. blacksmith i think it'll work no i'm a really good gun lancer i'm really good at you making things that. go boom <laughs> these these barbaric techniques <laughs> <laughs> i blow things up that's i'm really good at it too <laughs> I just blow things up, <laughs> dunk bombs and whatnot. Dude, my current Gunlance build even has Bombardier because I have enough uh, tier one slots. So I'm just like, screw it, Bombardier. Here we go. Bombardier. So much fun. But uh, Yeah, but I should, I should probably start doing some tutorials soon. I was going to wait for version 2.0, but at this point, I think this month is going to be a good month to get started. Yeah. I, th I, I see think you got started. You've made some tutorials. I've made uh, three so far. I've done the Gunlance one. I've done Sword and Shield, and I've done Charge Blade. And I want my next one to be Lance, even though I know that from a, you know, a YouTube game standpoint, it's probably the worst thing that I can possibly do. <laughs> but yeah. I want to cover all the shield weapons because I just like the shield weapons. I think they're really fun and. I think that the lance is still a really fun weapon and there's some interesting stuff there, particularly now that it's got a, a shield charge thing and whatnot. So I got to go work with that. Oh yeah. The problem is like, do you know how, uh, they said that, Oh, upgrading weapons is easier. It's like, I, when's the easy it's, part come in? I don't, it's, it's not at all. It's not, it, it it's almost, not at all. So it I almost don't... feels harder than in previous games. If anything, because, I have so many weapons that I want to craft, and every time that I think about crafting one of them, I don't have materials for anything. Because, like, I want to craft yeah. all of the gun lances, that's one thing, but then it's, I also want to have one sword and shield of each element, because it just makes sense. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, doing one sword and shield of each element, that's going to take so long. I might as well just do two sword and shields, brutal strikes. Yeah, I don't know what fire, they're talking about. Yeah, it's it's not if you easier. want if you want a Magnamala weapon, every single one requires that damn Jesus, orb. Jesus, yes. And the desire sensor is being very, very mean when it comes to the purple orb. Oh yeah, very mean. That see, that's the item I think is really terrorizing everybody. That's one of the examples where I think capturing is actually your your better your better option for getting the orb on Magnamala. Oh yeah, because you get a better chance of getting the orb. Exactly. So if you want it, host your damn room. Yeah. Capture Magnamalo. Profit. <laughs> exactly. But Hopefully. don't go 
Don't go to somebody else's room and then wait until and then they don't want to capture it and you just steal it off. Also, them, you like know what? Thief. What I also don't understand is like if you're gonna make capture rooms for orbs, go for it. But also make sure to use that set that gives you capture master. It gives you additional rewards for capturing monsters. It's very easy to make. It's a one level skill. You got the Edel arms, oh, or really? even the arena. The brigade chest gives it. Huh. I'd, capture I'm not master. Sure. It's one sure piece I've of even, armor, and I'm you not get sure more I've rewards. I've even seen that, but I'm I'm definitely gonna look at that stuff now. Capture master. Oh sure. yeah. Particularly particularly for those orbs, because I know I'm gonna want to make more magnumala weapons. I I still yeah. haven't played with the the hellfire cloak thing that that he has. Yeah, it's it's that's a tough one. It's eventually I'll 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 consolidate my thoughts on it, but I think. I think it's a flagship monster that kind of drops the ball a little bit on that one in that having Hellfire is cool and all, but it's not really necessary. Like, as far as I could be totally wrong, but as far as I understand it, his weapons are blast, which means they're great, right? The weapons are all yeah. worth making. But his armor, when the monster gets upset, it gives you Hellfire. And the idea is that you get a little bit stronger if you put that one skill on, just a little bit, uh, when you have Hellfire on. Um... But you and can you drop. Can you can just, drop. You can use hellfire. wire dash to get yeah. rid of it, like normal, and then it plants these. It's like a light bowgun. It plants a little sticky bomb on the ground. Yeah, that's it. Like that's not really. And if you don't, what happens is after a minute and a half or a minute and twenty seconds or something, you'll blow up and knock everybody else around you. So you have to get rid do of you, it. Do you, you take damage or no? If you blow up, huh? If you blow up, do you take damage? No, it's just really. It's just annoying because everyone else gets uh, knocked out. So I just I don't see the benefit. And then then there's the rampage skill for his weapons that is like here's, um, here's the Magnamalo's thing. soul or something where it'll increase yeah. your attack power when you have Hellfire, but it's only by like plus ten or something. It's like it's not even that huge. See, here's so, the uh, here's the thing. I think this works great for certain weapons because there are some weapons whose whose silk bind attacks drop the thing down. So yeah, you don't yeah. have to sheet the wire It's dash. only 60 damage. That's it. It's 50, 60 damage. It's 50 boop, damage, boop, boop, boop. actually. Or 50. Like, yeah. But the thing <sighs> is, there's great yeah. potential for it knocking the monster down. Only the first time, though, right? Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah, any, yeah, yeah. any monster stagger the second. Yeah, you, you knock him down the first time. Well, the worst thing is, is that you get rid of it, but then it takes like another minute for it to come back. So it's not you don't even get to do it often. It's just It just seems way too... Well, not, not frequent enough to, to really make sense. But the weapons are great. Now that you say that, it makes me not want to craft his armor. <laughs> I mean, I made his armor, but I don't think I'll ever use it unless I'm fighting him. Fighting him is great because you don't have to worry about Hellfire at all. It's kind of nice. Good point. But like, And it looks cool, but it's it's not an armor where I see everybody is going to be using it and making it and, and doing but stuff But you see, like that. that's, think, that's a, another one of those situations where Gunlance users are kind of like... We're kind of like put in a box because I want to use Magnamalo's weapon. I want to use Rathalos' weapon. But they're all too low tier in terms of shelling. And it makes a massive <laughs> amount of difference in terms of damage. Because most of our damage comes from shelling. And so I'm like, dude, wow. I want I want to do shelling things. And particularly I want to explore the the the, the Rathalos Gunlance because it has um, element exploit. So if you're exploiting the weakness of the monster, it deals additional damage, yeah, which yeah. is very interesting to me. But then I'm like, yeah, that's all well and good. 
But then I pick up the howitzer and it's one whole shelling level above it and it deals way more damage and I don't have to worry about <laughs> elements or anything like that. Who cares? It's it's so weird. And they always do this. They always do this to the gunlands where, you know, remember how I said in Iceborne like 80% of the gunlands tree was useless? Well, in Rise, it's probably 90% of the gunlands tree is kind of useless. But you, but you got to make them all anyways. Yeah, make I, them all. yeah, I do. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna. I think what I want to do next is find the next rampage weapon that isn't. In, it's very usable right now because I know the hunting horn is fantastic, and I've heard that two of the light bow guns are good. Oh, you mean the um, from the rampage tree, actually? Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious if there's other weapons that in which they're already usable, or if we have to wait for future updates uh, for it to be expanded upon. But the hunting horn is is re it's ready to go out of the box. It's it's great. The gun but lance. I'm curious if there's other the weapons. gun lance is pretty much useless. <laughs> it's, yeah, it only goes a lot to of the weapons. I think fort. it's <laughs> not not quite there yet. So, but by the time I figure it out, we'll have update 2.0, and I'm ex I'm expecting that to 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 move the tree over again another notch. So, you know, we'll probably re require those uh, apex Rathian or Rathalos parts to make it. So, I'm excited. We'll see how it's that all be a good ends update. out. But uh, I think we're going to be calling it here, guys. If you guys uh, enjoyed the podcast, uh, remember, hit that like button. helps out a lot. There's going to be links to all of Gaijin's stuff in the description. And please remind me if I forget, because you guys know that I tend to forget to put things in descriptions despite saying I'm putting it there. But I'll put the Team Dark Sides video thing, the size comparison, as well as uh, a link to Chaos Slayer's YouTube. If I forget, remind me in the comments, because I read every comment anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank y'all very much for watching. If you enjoyed this episode of the third fleet podcast, wait, I already said this part. I'm, I'm so sleepy. It's yes. like, <laughs> it's almost three. In the we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Yeah. Peace out. And, uh, happy hunting, not capturing unless you need it. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>